0: To Pirate Radio Live, everyone. Clip Rock here on a Monday. Thanks for tuning in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, pr927fm.com. And you can watch and be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. And we want you to be a part of today's show as we remember the life of our colleague our friend uh one of my heroes jeff charles who passed away on friday and we're going to share a lot of memories today a lot of stories there's going to be tears there's going to be hopefully laughter and um we want to hear from you troy d ellerby alongside shirley rhodes chandler honeycutt the big dog glenn griffin and uh just shocking tragic news on friday that uh Day Ellerby uh, we lost Jeff Charles, who you guys have been partnered with uh, here at Pirate Radio since its uh, birth and has been a part of the Pirate Nation for decades and decades now
1: yeah man what a uh, what a legend, and we sometimes we use that term and loosely uh, it 's not loosely when it comes to Jeff. Jeff an absolute pirate legend who spans generations and for most folks is the only person they knew that was a broadcaster for East Carolina University athletics and. Uh, here for, you know, 30, 35 years. Just an incredible job was with us, you mentioned, from day one. Mm -hmm. And Ellerbe, as you know, really before day one, um, when when this idea for Pirate Radio was just an idea on a napkin. We didn't even really have a station at one time. We went to Jeff Charles's office to tell him what we were thinking about doing, what we were hoping to do. And uh, we weren't, weren't sure what reaction we were going to get. And there was only a couple people we went and even told what we were, our plans were. And Jeff was uh, first on that list. And, man, I'll never forget that meeting from day one. He's like, this is awesome. I love it. What can I do to help? And that guy has been helping from, for us and been a part of Pirate Radio and a foundation and really a, a huge part of why we've been successful, Jonathan, for two decades, and without him, I don't know if we'd be where we are.
2: Absolutely, and uh, a lot of people know Jeff Charles as the broadcaster, the voice, and uh, we knew Jeff Charles the person, and uh, ten times better than the broadcaster. If you, I mean, the, the guy that was first class, kind, humble. I mean, w- when I think of when I think of Jeff Charles, here's a guy that hosted a show on pirate radio mm-hmm. called From the Booth. And a guy that was always in the spotlight but never wanted the spotlight because his theme of his show was the guests make the show. Mm-hmm. He always wanted to put the attention on other people. And uh, he was always reliable. He was always, he, he did what he said, said what he was going to do. Um, you beat tons of UBE shows. I mean, countless times I've stood in my office or in this room right here and talked to him about life, sports. I mean, just, just a guy that, I mean crossed over just beyond friendships and just, I mean, we didn't work together. I mean, we, we just had like a partnership and just a friendship and, yep. and a guy that uh, you, you never had to worry about. And he was an ambassador for the university. You know, not only the voice of the Pirates, but somebody that people knew and represented this university in, in Eastern North Carolina and someone you could be really proud of. And, uh, as I said, it, it was a privilege to know Jeff Charles, the person and, uh, watching him and, and all his skills and his shows and calling play by play and stuff that that was just the fun part of it too. But, uh, and, and what a dude he was, a guy that liked wrestling, liked motorcycles, fast, fast cars, cars. Yeah. i mean yeah. just 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 an absolute stud of a man and it was putting uh, together a
1: uh, summer league baseball team in Ohio. I, we just talked to Jeff a couple of days ago, and I was joking, man, you, you know you'd think you 'd slow down a little bit, but uh, Jeff was full steam ahead, and I want to take a step back real quick and just for folks that maybe you know we all assume everybody knows what's going on this has been a real tough weekend for the pirate nation but there might be some people that were out of pocket that don't even necessarily know what we're talking about so i want to take a step back first and just kind of give some details for folks and then there might be folks heard what happened but but don't know what really happened and transpired and then talk about what we're going to do today on the show uh in the event you haven't heard or don't have any details jeff was traveling with the east carolina basketball team in New Orleans, uh, for the game that was supposed to be played Saturday against the Tulane Green Wave, as a lot of people know, there's a walk through, a shoot around the day before. So this was being done uh, late, kind of a, a Friday afternoon down in New Orleans. Well, Jeff, if you know Jeff, uh, Jeff was is a cancer survivor. Uh, he's in incredible shape. Uh, Jeff was a big weightlifter. Uh, he was also a big runner. And uh, at 70 or 71. 70. 70. Um, in better shape physically than probably most people out there listening to us. Um, Jeff used that opportunity during the shoot-around not to sit around and watch or scout. or He used it as a time to work out. And Jeff was uh, running the stadium steps up and down in the Tulane Basketball Stadium. Like, and, and Jeff would often get runs in and workouts on the road. And uh, they had just concluded the shoot-around. They were getting back on the team bus, Jeff, and the players and the um, staff and the coaches. And uh, Jeff was the, – the bus hadn't left yet. And uh, Jeff slumped over, and they looked over, and, and he wasn't responding. And they had uh, – the trainer and the medical personnel was on him immediately. Uh, it was probably the best place that it could happen, that there was help available immediately. And uh, everybody did everything they can do. Uh, but sometime when, when it's your time, it's your time – and uh jeff had a heart attack and uh they weren't able to resuscitate him and uh unfortunately that news broke we heard probably a couple hours before it went public but stuff like this doesn't stay under wraps very long we worked with some of um, our other friends in the media locally to kind of let uh east carolina have the runway so to speak and let them put it out there first before we did anything and it was a tough weekend for us and we just decided to dedicate today's show and we're just going to clear the slate we don't have a huge agenda we've got some guests potentially we lined up that we can go to if we need to we wanted to open up the phone lines if folks wanted to share their memories of jeff we will read some of your comments also online um so this is kind of going unscripted right here we just wanted to do our job, uh, as Jonathan said, not just the, the for the great job he did for the university, but the great job he did with us here at Pirate Radio and for our friend, Jeff Charles, uh, who will live on forever. His voice will be synonymous with ESU Athletics, painted Purple, he came up with. Um, his audio cuts will live on forever, and much like a, a rock star where their music lives on, I think Jeff's, uh, many of his calls and uh, so, so many of the greatest moments in ESU Athletic history are brought to life by jeff charles and that will live on forever and uh guys I, i'm excited you know to be able to do a show where we're not all down and out but we're remembering the great times that we've had with jeff and the great memories and really a celebration of life if you will on air and with our listeners and with the pirate nation today so that's kind of the purpose of today's show
0: jeff uh gave me i guess depending on your perspective the best or worst advice i've ever received troy d and that was uh, when i was a student at east carolina and was able to talk to him and interview him and ask for advice. Uh, he said I, I should talk to Troy and Jonathan at Pirate Radio. And uh, I was already aware of you guys at the time because I was a big sports talk guy anyway. And I might have already talked to you guys and, um, you know, tried to get an internship here. But, uh, you know, I, I asked, you know, what should I do? I'm I'm doing this. I've done this. And he was like, look, those guys have a good thing going here uh you're a student in east carolina obviously you know the pirates uh you know get hooked on with those guys if you can so i, jeff, if I jeff, should say thanks uh, to jeff yeah. or jeff why did you do this <laughs> yeah. to me
1: a little bit of both perhaps but, but a, a uh, great recruiter for us because yeah.
0: it ended up he was right and uh
1: we've ended up having a great partnership so. no doubt
2: when uh, i came to school in 1993 um I, I was wanting to major obviously in communications and marketing and uh, i got an internship over at the ecu athletic department and uh, jeff charles was the first person I talked to, and I got an internship working with him. This was back, at, you know, in 93, so this, like, I would go over there, like, in a race tapes of, like, the broadcast so they could record the next games and, and other stuff, but really got, and I got a chance to spot a couple of times my freshman year in, in the box, in the booth with uh, with Jeff Charles, but uh, it, it just, I, I mean, knowing him that long, and then the transition of, you know, from when we started 20 years ago with, with Pirate Radio, and, and, and I mean, I mean, he was a man of his word. All the things he would ever say and and do, he, w- he would absolutely do it. I mean, he was so generous with his time. I mean, when we're doing shows at UBE, if, if someone came up and talked to him, he he would take the time. He would always come by the Pirate Radio tailgate zone before every football game. And by the way, never asked once.
1: No. We never asked him, hey, can you stop by? Can you do this? Uh... But Jeff was probably the most dependable person I've ever met in, in the media business. I mean, if he was going to do a show, and I'm not saying we don't work with other dependable people, but I knew if Jeff was going to be at UBE at this hour to do this pregame show, we had not, and we had other responsibilities, we didn't have to worry about what was going on at UBE, especially if Shirley was producing it and Jeff was hosting it, it was going to be taken care of. And Je- Jeff never once let you down, never once no-showed you, never once embarrassed you. And was just the consummate consummate professional. And um, honestly, and that's why it's not just ECU. If you've seen the uh, outpouring of comments and love throughout the broadcasting community nationwide, uh, Jeff's impact has been tremendous.
2: Yeah, and uh, I remember when the news broke and I ended up talking to my parents on, on Saturday talking about the tailgate zone. For, for years, I mean, 20 years, Jeff would come to the Pirate Radio tailgate zone and he'd be like, hey, Mr. Ellerby, Mrs. Ellerby. And my, it was up until this last year, my mom finally said, you, you can just call me Mary Ann. You know, my, my parents are older than Jeff, but um, he was just always so nice, always taking pictures, uh, just, and he was always so prepared. I don't think people really know how hard Jeff Charles worked. Like, he didn't just show up on, Game day, or show up here at UBE at UBE or Pirate Radio to do an interview without being fully prepared, and uh, he he was everything handwritten, yeah, yes. I, nothing I, typed. I was uh <laughs> technology <laughs> was not his strength, <laughs> yeah, but no, he was but, always prepared I mean, with handwritten I mean, notes, notes and notes and notes.
1: I had a chance; we were on with him actually um, after one of our events. We had fundraised for his uh, daughter scholarship fund, and uh, I was I remember I was think it was down at UBE, and I was he was getting ready to go to a game, and he had some of his. Uh, Game prep there. And I said, I'd never really asked to look at it before. I said, Jeff, let me, this was this season. I said, let me see this. And it was this huge card. And he had, he might've had an encyclopedia of information on the front and back of this card. It was incredible on both for ECU on one side and our opponent on the other. And the offense, the defense, every, every position notes about every person, where they're from, what high school, you know, I mean, it was incredible I how, now this is something that he kind of came up with on his own there's no guidebook in broadcasting here 's how you lay out a card for you know so you know what you're talking about and you can be especially in football where there's a lot of players to reference uh it It was incredible I almost said man i'd like to have that signed and framed up in my office as a piece of memorabilia but uh it was incredible Jeff would do that for every uh, game And even though he knew everybody, he would still prep like that. And he would spend hours prepping for games, even though he didn't have to. He he knew this business like the back of his hand. He knew these teams, but he never took anything for granted. And he always put the work in. And uh, I really admired the effort that he always put towards and how professional he was. And I, I got here in the late 80s, early 90s, about the same time Jeff did. I, I was just a student, though, when I got here. And back then, it was a very different media market. You know, you, you had to, there wasn't the internet, there wasn't uh, everybody covering ECU like we are nowadays. And really your one chance to hear about the program was Sunday night. They did a coach's calling show. And I remember actually being huddled around the radio back and it was Bill Lewis with Jeff Charles. And especially as the team started getting better in the early nineties, then of course that amazing season, in 91, that was appointment radio back then. And I mean, it was amazing, um, you know, to, to be able to have a call-in show. I think I called in one time as a student. And, you know, those guys, you know, Jeff, Jeff Charles and Bill Lewis were like icons to me as a student. And then later, as I began my professional career, actually working on that show with Jeff – And uh, Steve Logan and being the guy that was taking the calls and screening the calls and getting them ready and handing it over to Jeff. You know, that's how far back, you know, we go working together. And then, of course, all the past 20 years, uh, just about every day, Jonathan, every day here at Pirate Radio, Jeff would start his day here at 10 o'clock with our sports reports of course he'd always have so much um, involvement had his own radio show many times and then uh, his visit with the voices the vignettes every month and a constant guest on on all of our programs including this one and you know Jeff this void is not something that you just replace and uh, we'll we'll plug in this here this this is just going to leave a huge hole that we can't fix
2: yeah I can't tell you the countless times when Shirley and uh, Jeff were doing the morning show the morning drive how I would uh, I would try to make a point to to get here before the show ended because one I liked hearing the dumb sports quote of the day as he ended the show, and then uh, I would always at least catch him for ten or fifteen minutes depending on his schedule. If he wasn't going for a run or didn't have to go do some official duties over at the university, we would uh, chat about sports, life, and, and, and so many other th- those. Talks are countless, and uh, it is an empty feeling today not to uh, hear the doorknob turn at, at 10 o'clock in the morning and uh, have him walk in and, and, and smile and uh, l- light up the room. So uh, that's going to be something weird we're, we're going to have to get used to at Pirate Radio, but uh, we'll never I, forget the voice. I look
0: at it, too, just not from getting to know him, which was awesome. But Pirate fans out there, like it's, it's not going to be the same ever again, yeah. listening to a game. Pre-game, post-game, like just being a pirate fan, like that—that's taken from you, and it's—it's uh, it's
2: tough. One hundred percent. I mean, I, even if someone continues to say paint it purple, I mean, yeah, it's just—it's just not, just not going to be the same. Bam. The way you know, the way Jeff Charles was, the way he did his job, and 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 let's talk about his job. How hard doing play-by-play is, and uh, that's why we talk about how. Professional and how prepared he always was because I remember the first time we played BYU and they had all those Samoan names. And I remember the first time, you know, Navy really became a regular and Ken Neomatololo. I mean, Jeff could Jeff could always roll off uh, the names and uh, just be a professional and stuff and then calling the the play by play action. I mean, uh, that's the part that would just always wowed me and amazed me. But uh, certainly, and let's also not forget. I mean he was the voice of the Pirates. We haven't, you know, had to run like Alabama football has the last uh, decade and a half how professional he was, you know, during coaches shows, television or radio, dealing with coaches that are just coming off a, a thrashing or they they had a big win and just the up and down of the Pirate football or basketball schedule yeah. and how many different people he interacted with all the time that he was always there as the standard we just had to, his 1000th uh, basketball I know, game yes. Roy, I, I was and just, we said
0: how many of those did he did he paint you know not yeah I, not I, not a lot uh, so. uh,
1: the 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 paint can stayed sealed <laughs> yeah. for most of those uh, games especially the road games But we were, you know, Jeff was ready to do another thousand games. I mean, this is where his head was, that that there was no stopping Jeff Charles and wanted to just, you know, reach out to, you know, I had a chance to talk to his wife, Debbie, over the weekend and uh, and his son, Britt, who we wanted to send our thoughts and prayers to uh, just because it was so unexpected. You know, some folks that don't know, they think, oh, was Jeff struggling with cancer again? He, He was cancer free. This is like completely out of the blue. Jeff was not sick uh this is one of those things that nobody had expected um nobody had planned for especially jeff charles we had him on last wednesday
0: he was here friday morning uh before he left town yeah surely everything was normal
1: you were one of the last folks to to talk to him in greenville you know i think back at it when i I, the day before I, i i posted i can't believe that was the last conversation i'll ever have with him but He was in great spirits, and, uh, you know, you've been a a part of it with us with him from
0: from day one. Pretty fitting it was Shirley since she spent—we were talking about it today. Yeah, yeah. She might have spent more hours with him other than his wife, Debbie, than anyone. (laughs) Yeah. With all those mornings, all those shows. Yeah, kind of what I say about Shirley and me.
3: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I think um, uh, I counted up—I've been in the radio business for about 27 years, and I think 26 of those I have worked with Jeff in some capacity. Um, uh, because before, um, uh, I guess, IMG and the, the other radio networks, uh, you know, we provided a service uh, prior to that where we were the on-site, you know, producers yeah. for the call-in shows and, and all that other stuff. And so I spent a lot of time with Jeff, and, and uh, he would poke fun at me uh, about a lot of different things, uh, mostly because of uh, my musical choices, and I would tease him about his musical choices. And uh, and and whatnot. But, yes, he was here on on Friday morning. Uh, We were talking about, you know, Jeff and technology not being uh, exactly the best of friends. Um, But he had gotten a new recorder because his old recorder was malfunctioning. And he said, hey, Shirley, can you can you switch the SD card out of this recorder and put it in the new recorder? And I looked at Jeff and I said, you do realize there's a little notch like a little notch right here on the side of the recorder that says SD card. I was like, Jeff, that's where that goes. And uh, he said, yeah, but you can do it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, okay, all right. So Nobody was, can
0: do it like you, Charlotte. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's exactly <laughs> what he said. And it was hard. When Jeff, Jeff didn't <laughs> ask exactly for a said. lot of
1: favors, but when he did, it was hard to say no to Jeff. Oh, no. You know? Oh, no. Like... I remember, like, we would help Jeff with the different production, with the network and stuff, because it was easy to come over here, and our folks were great to work with. But, you know, we might have 20 things going on, and Jeff would come in, hey, can you help me with this real quick? And we'd, all, okay, sure thing. You, know? uh, can, I re- you can't say no to the voice. Uh, yeah, you know? no
3: kidding. I mean, I remember when his old phone malfunctioned, and he got a new phone, and he sat in this studio after cutting a sports break one morning, and he just stared at it for, like, 20 minutes. And I, he was trying to set his ringtone. He was trying to get it to go from vibrate to just ring. And he, for the life of him, couldn't figure it out. And he said, "Shirley, can you just come in here and fix this?" We had many and battles with that had, phone on yeah.
0: pregame shows, where he would just like <laughs> yes. throw it on the floor and just let it go yeah, until he, he was just, done. That, yeah. that was
2: his way of cutting it off.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah He would never hit the, <laughs> throw it in the corner.
3: He would never like silence the phone or hit the little button that would silence the <laughs> ring. He would chunk that thing about forty feet from his table, and that was his way of saying, "Hey, you know, now I it's not get silent. yeah." yeah. It's and on the older silent. I
1: get, the more I'm gravitating to that method.
3: I know, I know, but you know the the and the and the thing is is you you, you joked about uh, you know everything was handwritten. I teased Jeff probably the hardest over his handwriting because I loved Jeff to death, but I couldn't read anything he wrote, and I I would look at his cards and I'm like Jeff, how do you read this? Because you know he he kind of almost had like a. The best way I know how to describe it is like maybe a a, a doctor's prescription writing skills. It's like a print
1: cursive. It was
3: a weird... You know, way of writing things, but, uh, you know, he would write a phone number down and I'm like, Jeff, is that a four, an eight, a seven? What is this? How
2: many times, Shirley, did, uh, the voice leave a note on my desk and I'd come in and we transcribe it
3: together? I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, I think that's, I think that's the. Yeah, yeah.
2: Shirley was
0: the Jeff Charles translator. Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
3: Yes, but, um, but yes, everything he did was handwritten. There was nothing typed up. Um, sometimes he'd think completely off the cuff and, uh, you know because there was a time before he would allow me to do the sports breaks on my own he would write the script and hand it to me and say hey i can't be here tomorrow can you i've written the script just read it and record it and we'll we'll have a sports break and i'm like okay jeff and then i would spend the next hour trying to figure out what he wrote and i'm just like "Ah, i just can't i'll just do it myself
1: I'll tell you what, why don't we uh, take a break We'll come back, we'll open up the phone lines too If you'd like to join us uh, 317-1250 if you'd like to share Any memories you have of Jeff We've gotten a ton of comments already on uh, Our social media pages But uh, if you'd like to chime in, we'll open up the phone lines We've got some guests lined up later on too To join us as our very special Tribute to Jeff Charles The longtime voice of the Pirates continues right after this
4: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Now back to the show.
3: Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike Sub uh, on the mobile app and get delivery right now to your home, or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike Sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock.
0: All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday as we remember and celebrate Jeff Charles on today's show, Troy D. Ellerby alongside Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, the Pirate Radio crew here as well. And uh, we want to hear from you on Facebook Live, uh, on YouTube, you can comment, but also call in 317 1250 and uh, remember the life of jeff charles with us here on the show today you want to go and get to some calls guys Yeah, let's do it
1: if uh, folks want to chime in uh we'd love to hear from you 317-1250 is our number and uh as we said if you're just tuning in we've uh, dedicated the entire show today to jeff the memory of and uh and life of jeff charles and uh, we're just sharing stories and if you'd like to be a part of it uh please do so
0: all right we go first to b pays joining us uh now 317-1250 uh pace formerly here at pirate radio so was a pirate fan and uh worked alongside jeff charles pace what's up man
5: oh yeah definitely i mean um yeah you know, it's uh it's tough you know i'm I'm doing my radio show i'm in raleigh and i'm doing afternoons today and jeff is one of my radio he's on my radio items. he always has been i is an undergrad student i worked at the sports information department with charles Bloom. Uh, back in the mid-90s, and Jeff's office was uh, on the back part of, of Ward's sports medicine building was two offices, two or three offices down from, from Charles Bloom. If, if, uh, if I'm sure Troy and Jonathan remember that.
1: Oh, yeah, very well.
5: <laughs> those, those offices down there, and um, he was, uh, you know, like I said, he was a it's tough. I've, I, I, you know, battled this all week. It's tough because I've done multi-radio formats, and I always tell people that Jeff was. When I say he was one of my idols, he was. He was a guy that I looked up to because Jeff, when I was a young guy, 19, 20 years old, Jeff talked to me a lot about the radio business, the business of radio, and um, so it was you know to you know to have a guy like that and continue. I just I was. You know, I, I called Ellerbe the other day, and I was like, I was, you know, I was down there for homecoming this year, and I, I sat in the office with Jonathan and Troy and talked a little bit. And Jeff was leaving, and, and what did Jeff do? He stopped by, talked to me for ten minutes before he left, and um, you know, I had the honor of filling in for him uh, when he was battling his cancer uh, on Pirate Radio during the morning show. And uh, that is something that I always remember. Uh, I was there the day I think I filmed the video of the day we welcomed him back into Pirate Radio. I know y'all put some of that up on social media over the weekend. I think I was actually the one filming the video because I can hear myself in the back laughing. Um. So Jeff was a great guy, and um, like I said, he is one. Of the, he's one of my
6: idols. You know,
1: yeah, and I think.
6: Really awesome
1: pays uh, this is Troy sorry I, m- I missed your call this weekend but uh, okay. I, the, the uh, you know Jeff loved broadcasting and he loved all forms of broadcasting and, and Jeff had a unique talent I think if unless you're in this business people think play by- play is easy when you just sit there and listen to it and it is a really tough skill to be honest and that that is a unique skill to have skill set to have to have in broadcasting is play by play. It's a different skill set to be the, the color analyst, which Jeff could also do if need be. Or to sit and host a show like this is a different skill than play-by-play, which is a different skill from stadium announcing. You know, you could be good at one thing and not good at the other. Jeff was the type of guy that could kind of do it all, um, and I really kind of respected that. And the other thing, Paige, that made me think back of a memory when you were talking, it didn't matter whether you were an ECU student that was talking to Jeff or a multi million dollar donor, like Walter Williams, he treated everyone equally. And that's one of the lessons I kind of take away from him is didn't matter who you are, he treated everyone with respect and he treated everyone equally and he didn't, hey, I'm, I'm going to act like this when this person's around, but I'm going to act like this otherwise or big time this person. He, Jeff was even keel, man. He was the same guy to us as he was to anyone else as he was to, as I said, a multimillion-dollar donor to a young student just getting started in the business. I
0: was going to mention that, Ellerby talked about knowing him early and when I knew him when I was a student at East Carolina and our conversations got longer over time as we became more familiar with each other but the the way he treated me the way he treated you the way he treats everybody didn't change exactly yeah. what you said troy and he
5: would he, he would um he would ask me about the music formats I was for programming like what are y'all playing like he would ask me and you know back in back in 1995. I did the Ann Donovan radio call-in show. I hosted it because I was doing some women's basketball stuff. The first person I called before I ever did that show was Jeff Charles, and he gave me all these pointers. You know, we were doing women's college basketball call-in show with Ann Donovan, and he gave me all these pointers. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 20 years old at that time. And uh but I know you have a lot of calls. I just wanted to call, man. I. Y'all been on my mind all weekend. I've reached out to some of y'all. And I just want to say I love y'all. And, uh, you know, we'll keep everybody in our prayers.
0: Thanks, Paige. Thank you, Man, Good to to hear your voice. voice. All right, we'll keep it going. 317-1250 Irving is up in Raleigh. Hey, Irving.
7: Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I I wanted to share uh, my first remembrances of Jeff Charles. And I'm sure you'll probably hear this story repeated or mentioned on on social media quite a bit. In 88, when he came to um, Greenville, uh, to become our, our play-by-play uh, great one-of-a-kind play-by-play announcer um i was on the way to the game with my dad um and we he, it was announced he was going to do the spring game so you know like hey we've got a new play-by-play guy you know so let's 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 tune him in so we're driving into the stadium and the voice was um instantly like wow we've we've got a real professional play-by-play god this guy knows his stuff and uh um <clears throat> he uh, played for, for the Pirates. Maybe some people remember this. A call he did as Virginia Tech's announcer. We had a great fullback by the name of Tim James uh, that ran 65 yards off tackle for a touchdown in Lane Stadium the previous year or, or two before. So <clears throat> he played that call. And you got to hear uh, you know Jeff Charles doing play-by-play for, for your team from a, a couple of years previous. And Dad and I looked at each other, and we were like, this is going to be great. <laughs> we finally got, we got an announcer at ECU. we're big time you know." And uh, years later, in the early 90s, I actually met Jeff Charles after after a game, um, a night game, and walking back in my car. And it was over near, uh, the uh, no, it was near the uh, field house, Scales Field House. We were headed right for each other. We were going to pass, and I couldn't help myself, introduce myself and said hello, and I shared that same story with him, and uh, he couldn't have been kinder. He listened to me go on about it, and he just smiled from ear to ear, and he said, Irving, I never get tired of hearing stories like this. I I really appreciate you sharing that with me. And
1: uh, Irving, thank uh, you for uh, sharing it with us and our audience today. We really
0: greatly appreciate it, too. Uh,
7: Well, uh, go Pirates, and uh, God bless them.
0: Rest in peace. Thank you, Irving. Irving in Raleigh, 317-1250. If you want to jump in and uh, share your memories of the voice, Jeff Charles. John is up next in California. Hey, John.
8: Yeah, hi, guys. How you doing? Doing good. I just just wanted to kind of chime in. You know, I've known, as many of you know, I've known Jeff Charles uh, for 45 years. Uh, We go back uh, to the days back in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, where I was uh, working with professional athletes and music artists. And um, he was always so kind to me. Uh, he was like a brother that I never had. And uh, this past weekend has just been terrible for everybody. And, and I said to my wife, uh, my wife is going through some cancer now, and he was always there for her and gave her some pointers and gave her uh, some some great uh, you know help, help and and. and to deal with the disease that she has, and uh, I'm my, my stomach is just turning inside out now, you know. And uh, I uh, I love him like a brother, like I said, like I never had. And uh, he was always there for me. I cherish the hat that he sent me for Christmas, and the and the coaster that he sent me, and and the East Carolina T-shirt I'm wearing that. And uh, I just wanted to chime in and let everybody know that he was a great guy, someone who I will never forget ever in my life and uh i've known him like i said uh, since 1979 so we go back a while
1: john well, john just curious what's your last name
8: uh eckert e-k-e-r-t okay.
1: awesome well, great to have uh, Thanks, that legacy and uh boy you've known him longer than us even so uh go, you go way <laughs> back but uh, awesome to have you be a part of our program today
8: yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, I know Tree Rollins and Terry Harper, who are clients of mine, uh, are pretty saddened about this day, also.
0: Jeff had Tree on the show yeah. a few years ago. Uh, yep, on his show. That reminds me too, Ellerbe uh, uh, and then Troy, that we get a lot of calls here at the station of of people who are going through cancer and wanting to talk to the voice and he would talk
2: to every single one of them whether it be words of encouragement (laughs) advice let me tell you this before friday happened and and the voice left us i I know for three incidences where his name was mentioned in different areas that that people that are going through cancer here in greenville or had a family member that that hey they reached out to jeff not through me not just but they just brought up jeff charles's name being like jeff charles has really helped such and such connecting them with mistletoe therapy in colorado so i mean he took that as a real passion and he helped i mean and as i said he wasn't looking for he was just looking to help people because his story was amazing of how he was able to use that therapy and beat cancer and and he helped as many people as he could and i'll tell you this
1: as public of a person as jeff charles was he wasn't the always easiest person to get up with you know Mm -hmm. people didn't have uh, his his cell phone number wasn't out there publicly uh you couldn't really find an email address for jeff very easily people knew we had a partnership with him here at the station and i will tell you this uh just about uh if if a monthly basis if not every other month i would get contacted either by uh email message a facebook message or a phone call hey i'm going through this with my cancer i wanted to i know jeff had a battle is there any way he would talk to me about my situation? I just wanted, you know, they were in a tough place in life and I would pass those messages along to Jeff every time. And every time I remember I'd thought, Hey, did you talk to such and such? Just curious. Oh yeah. I called him right away. We he, He's yep. got on, you know, answer all his questions with, with good news. This, this, this has happened since you, he contacted you mm-hmm. every time. Jeff, that was a true passion of trying to help people if they've been diagnosed with cancer, and um, that mistletoe therapy was so—I mean, we've done so many shows with him, Jonathan about that, uh, how important it was, and not just strangers, but a lot of people in this community that he that he's helped with that. He, he and,
2: touched in a lot of lives and helped a lot of people. There's no doubt about that. Not in a way of the how I, I've kind of come to peace with jeff's passing i know he had a lot more life and a lot more to give to pirate nation to us to everybody and help a lot of other people but he did a great job while he was here on this earth with us and uh that's why i mean i i consider it a privilege to get to know him and and know what he was able to do to help so many people
0: all right let's get one more in thank you john uh before we take a time out damon is up in charlotte hey damon hey good afternoon you guys
6: hey touch on a couple of things with. Um, Jeff Charles and the just the stature. The I've never really met anybody with bigger shoulders as a college kid uh, when I first met him. And how did he eat healthy when you guys have all that great, great food that is on the comfort end of things? I just uh, did. Jeff took Charles partake behind the scenes and grab. A bowl of this
0: or that? Well, I can tell you this. When when he would come here for the pregame show and we'd have parkers, uh, Jeff would never make it to the back. You know? Great yeah. discipline. Great yeah. discipline. He, he
2: wouldn't eat it, Damon. Nah. He,
1: he was a very healthy guy, not just with his physical activity, but with his diet. And uh, that just did not happen. And that Jeff.
2: accelerated once his cancer of what he would eat and what he wouldn't eat, and the amount yeah. of uh, vitamins and other stuff he would take. That he was he was very disciplined, and I mean, which helped make him such a professional. I mean, he, which is like, hey, look, if Jeff said he was going to be here at two thirty to record an interview. You know, Jeff Jeff Charles is going to walk in the door at two thirty. If Jeff Jeff Charles probably
1: two two twenty five. Jeff Charles
2: is not going to eat red meat anymore after he got cancer. He's not going to eat red meat anymore. I mean, it's just. I mean, he was he was disciplined and uh, he was a man of his word. And that that uh, I mean, just another story of who he was.
6: His travel schedule, and we all know how hard it is to eat clean on the road. How did he manage that with? It's so hard when you get into hotels and on and on, and um, then I'll let you guys go. But some of the stories he told during the Steve Logan um, era, some of the flights, he called them, you know, white-knuckle flights, those kind of stories that you just never forget. Some of the things, he never missed a banquet in Charlotte, North Carolina. Always here, even during the toughest uh, season. But... uh, Just touch on the amount of travel he had, and uh, that's it. I'll let you guys go.
9: Well,
1: there would be times where, you know, because we would have to work logistics out with him. He was doing so much with us at one time, but we'd just have to work around it, and we knew that there would be some weeks that he'd have basketball twice in a week and a football game, and especially the overlap stuff. It was just – and you mentioned he did all the the Pirate Club tours for years and years and years. Um, This guy came in contact with just – tens of thousands of people over the years, not just through broadcasting, but just face-to-face and all the events and all the games that he did. So, uh, travel's part of his life. I mean, he just, he did it. He, I always called him the road warrior. Um... He was, uh, he, he was one of these guys. That he accepted it, and he knew that was part of the job.
0: Yeah. I mean, all those armadas, and he would go with the coach we just brought in that nobody knows. Like, hey, let's throw Jeff Charles out there. People know him. He can yeah. fire up the crowd. Yeah. Like, How many of those
2: did he go to? How many over? Hall of Fame banquets did he just do interviews with people yeah. to, to, to help just make things easy? That's what Jeff Charles did. He helped make things easy easy and uh, he was just a fine representative of of just everything he represented
1: the other thing is and what he represented was this university with class and jeff charles whenever you put him out there in front of a group or an organization whether it was one people or 10,000 uh he, I joked before, you never had to worry about Jeff missing a show or not doing it professionally. Same thing the way he represented East Carolina. You never had to worry about Jeff Charles if he was going to represent ECU at some event or uh, whatever the case may be. The guy represented this university and took pride in this university like you wouldn't believe. And there were times in the past, and I've talked with Jeff about this, where there were opportunities where Jeff could have done other things, but he loved ECU and he stuck it out even when he could have moved on and done other things. Uh, J- Jeff was always putting east carolina first
0: uh jay hang on we'll get to you and more of your calls 317-1250 we got to get another break in we'll come back uh more and we want to hear from you 317-1250 as we remember jeff charles on this monday back with you on pirate radio live after this
4: red radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show
3: Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock.
0: Thank you, Shirley. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Hunnicutt, Troy D. Ellerby here inside the Pirate Radio studios as we remember uh, our friend jeff charles who passed away on friday also want to hear from you you can give us a call 317-1250 been taking some of your calls and uh got jay and farmville coming yeah, up Troy and i just want to say
1: real quick before we go to jay a lot of people have asked hey what are the service what, what's in store for jeff um you know there's still a lot of work to be done to uh, bring jeff home uh to get him out of new orleans so that process has begun and they're, they're working on that whenever you're dealing with a different state and uh, the process of uh, returning him to another state it's not as easy as you would think so there are no plans set as of right now once that is set up we will be sure to let everybody know but i just wanted to say in case people i haven't heard that's why it's there's no uh time or date set up for that and i've talked to some ecu officials too and i think down the road they want to do hopefully some type of uh celebration of life ceremony i think it would be great to, for the for the general public and for the pirate nation maybe even in like mingy's coliseum uh that they they do a service but we'll talk about that down the road once those things hopefully get put together
0: for now show up uh to mingy's this wednesday night at seven o'clock and yeah
1: there's going to be some things done
0: yeah uh, that night i know for sure all right uh 317 1250 we go to jay in farmville next hey jay hey
10: guys just wanted to tell you um my wife had had uh cancer twice and uh jeff uh came and um uh, talk with her and um of course Debbie helps us here in our business and uh we got to know Jeff and you know he was always stopping by whether Debbie was working or not you know checking on my wife to make sure seeing how she was doing with the mistletoe treatment uh he's touched a lot of lives you just would not know there's so many he's touched that we don't even know about and it's just um you know he was always looking out for everybody else and the other gentleman who called and asked about how hard it was, you know, Debbie would tell us, you know, how hard it was for Jeff. But he was disciplined in what he ate. Um, he did. It is a lot of vitamins. It is a lot of healthy eating. So it does take a disciplined person and the, as well as the different stages of the mistletoe shots. Um like i said jeff always stopped in and checked on us make sure we were doing all right but he always took that time for when a pirate fan wanted to talk about ecu no matter how busy he was he took that few minutes to listen and and just expand on what they were asking
2: thanks jay appreciate it well you call. said jay thank jay, you jay, thank you man Appreciate
1: uh, all your support, too.
2: I think one other thing that uh, we hadn't really, I think, with my multiple and millions of conversations, Troy, you know this, uh, Jeff Charles was a great reader of people. He yeah. could tell you who the rising stars were yeah. and who the phonies were yeah, and uh, who the good players, who had potential, yep. who, hey, watch this, you know, when he said, watch this kid, he's going to be something special. Yeah, um, he, he knew, whether it was a player or just a, you know, a anybody. person or who anybody. Yeah. He, he was
1: on to people long and, before anyone and, else and, was. And, yeah. look,
2: it took, you know, I'm like anybody, I, I'm a human and I would doubt the voice for a while, but I quit doing that early on because he was, he was dead on when it, when it was all said and done of... Uh, what would happen of uh, who was was the real deal and uh, it it was always fun and interesting to get his perspective on it.
1: Shirley, do we have Morgan on? Let's go uh, back to the live line talk to our uh, friend and colleague Morgan Ehlers, who has a long history also with Jeff Charles uh, in broadcasting and uh, on and off the air. Morgan, uh, thanks for being a part of the show.
11: Thanks for uh, calling me, letting me be a part of it because Jeff was such a a genuine human being that it's just it's a sad it was a sad day Friday and uh, just thinking about him and thinking about the legacy that he leaves it's just you know what a tremendous person he was
1: Morgan what's uh, you know you've, you've known Jeff as long as we have when you think back uh, so many stories so many memories what's some of your, uh, your what's your favorite one
11: you know with Jeff there's it's just uh so good to to know him and you listen to this calls of the game the the peach bowl uh somebody put on there the other day and this is a personal one for me that was very touching was the uh game against brigham young this year they put together the the final call of the game and showed holton running around like a madman when they realized they won and they were going bowling And, uh, you know, that's something, I actually made a copy of that and kept it. And uh, it's just, you know, it's phenomenal when you hear things like that and you hear stories of Jeff, you know, Jay just talked about, not just in sports but in life, about he cared for people. And it's just, uh, you know, one of those things that, you know, you always remember and you'll miss about him. It's just genuine joy of life.
0: Morgan, uh, the last couple weeks uh, since Holton's been on his run in these All-Star games, I've talked about it Wednesdays with Jeff, and Jeff was a big Holton Aylors fan, and not because he went 25 or 28 for 300 yards, but he'd always talk about the person he was and and the, the young man he was, and Jeff was like that with a lot of these guys, these football players, basketball players that he'd get to know, and I think that's another thing that maybe separates him from other people, other announcers out there. He really... Connected with the players, like being on the road, and uh, that certainly included uh, your son.
11: Well, you know, Holton was – I called him. I I actually got the news from Brian Bailey Friday night. I was doing an event, and he called me. I missed a call and called He and told me, and it was – let me know it happened before, uh, you know, the news broke publicly. And uh, so I called Holton, who's down in Mobile, as you know, and let him know that he was – for both of us, it was just a very sad moment. It was, uh, you know, I was making sure he was okay, and he was making sure I was okay. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's hard to put into words sometimes when somebody touches so many lives. And I think, how many, was it 34, 35 years he'd been calling East Carolina sports? Yeah. You know, think about it. It's just how many lives he's touched. There's the majority of people that probably follow East Carolina right now He's been there for over half their lives if not all of their lives yeah and it's it's yeah. it's so special when you hear something you hear those calls of the voice when the special games the special moments the where with you and in today's world with TV and uh, you know doing the games and maybe the luster of radio has wore off a little bit but I'll tell you I love listening to the radio call of the game because it's so descriptive and a lot of times I'll turn off the sound on the TV just to hear him call the game when we were watching it when I wasn't able to make the game.
5: And,
1: Morgan, you mentioned, you know, over 35 years. Think about how much has changed at ECU. You know, so much is different between coaches and players and administrators and the way the campus looks and just every – I put on my social media this weekend basically four things have stayed the same over the last three, four decades. The only thing that hasn't changed is the name of the school. It's still ECU or East Carolina the colors are the same purple and gold the mascot is the same the pirate and the voice of the pirates jeff charles those are the four things that have remained constant over all these generations and uh, years for ecu so that's how big of a a loss it is and i appreciate you joining us uh today morgan obviously uh you guys are are a big part of what we do too and uh, i just wanted to touch base with you and uh thanks for your time
11: well thank you and uh Thanks for you guys doing this and letting the Pirate Nation express how they feel and their their admiration for Jeff and, and the legacy that he leaves. Thank you. Thanks,
1: Thanks Morgan. Morgan. I want to take a break, guys. Uh, as we do go in, we just wrapped up the first hour. We're going to do this uh, for the next two hours, too. we got a lot we want to hear from more folks. Uh, we've got more guests lined up, too. Next hour, I want to play some of Jeff Charles's famous calls and some of his best uh, Jeff in his own words, so to speak. Uh, probably, it gives me goosebumps every time we do this, uh, especially this time. We haven't done it uh, since the events of Friday, but we want to remember Jeff. Jeff doing what he does best, and that's uh, some fantastic play-by-play calls. We're going to have some of that for you in the next hour. Also, coming up after the break, we're going to check in with our friend and colleague, Brian Bailey, as he shares his memories,
0: too. Yeah. we will see you tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. But uh, I just personally, publicly want to thank Jeff Charles for who he was to me as a person. Um, I'll never forget him as long as I live walking in this door and the positive impact he had on my life. And, uh, I mean, I just, I can't say enough nice things about, uh, Jeff Charles and, uh, you know, rest in peace voice.
0: Ellery, will talk to you tomorrow. We'll also uh, be talking to Cliff Godwin yep. on Tuesday's uh, show, yeah. Troy D. and I, in the 5 o'clock hour. But the rest of today's show will be dedicated to The Voice. So we want to hear from you, 317-1250. A lot more coming up when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
4: listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University ENC.com. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. And you can make a difference. Your tax deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month Or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor-to-Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff.
0: All right, back with you here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live as we celebrate the life of Jeff Charles here on the program. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Troy D. hanging out. Uh, he'll be here all three hours today. As we will uh, dedicate this show to the voice, Troy D.
1: And a clip we talked about. I saw some folks post over the weekend. It was really kind of a good way to put it. Jeff Charles is really the soundtrack of our uh, lives in many ways. When it comes to EC definitely mine, I'm, I'm yeah. younger
0: than you, and, <laughs> and
1: mine too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really I, I wasn't around before anyone else. You know, ever since I got here, Jeff Charles was here, so yeah. I don't know any different. Um, and he's got so many legendary calls. But I was thinking back. You know I had to start somewhere clip. there had to be a first marquee call and I think back I was a student back then in the ninety one season, and that was really kind of when things started rolling for East Carolina, but even early in that season you kind of I knew as a student things seemed to be a little bit special, but it was South Carolina it was early on in the season it was and they were coming to Greenville. And East Carolina had never beaten an SEC football team before. And especially to have one in Greenville. This was at the time, this was the biggest game in the history of the program. East Carolina versus the big bad Gamecocks of South Carolina coming to Greenville uh, in the fall of 1991. And uh, here's how the legendary voice of the Pirates called it.
12: Jeff Blake, another quarterback keeper. That could be it. They start to celebrate. Pirates are coming onto the field here. Sparky Woods is going to meet Bill Lewis at the 50-yard line. And a happy bunch of Pirates are on the field. Two seconds, one second. You can paint this one purple from Ficklin today. The Pirates defeat South Carolina for the first time ever. 31-20, to 20, and a sweet one it is for ECU, and the students are out on the field, really having a great time already here. And they're really having a big time out here on the field, and the one goal may go here 31 to
1: 20 Pirates over the game cuts God gives me goosebumps hearing that clip and uh, one of the students that Jeff was describing was me Uh, we stormed the field it wasn't a lot of us at the time there wasn't a Murphy Center back there there was just a small chain link fence that separated the end zone from fans back then before you got to Minji's Coliseum and uh, it was me and some of the guys from the rugby team I remember at the time. And there was probably about 30 or 40 of us out there. And that goalpost uh, towards Minji's Coliseum did come down. Now, we never got the second one. Uh, it was only one. But that was the first goalpost in the history of the program to come down for ECU football. There was going to be many more later on that season. But what a great memory. The first uh, marquee win, if you want to
0: say, of uh, of Jeff Charles's long tenure as Voice of the Pirates. Awesome stuff. I think about... Uh, games i listened to and i i had a thought that i, I can remember and i even gave one to shirley early, earlier today i remember where i was during games during moments and during the break i was thinking about it i remember coming home from cotillion troy d oh my gosh as the classy oh. uh southern gentleman that i am well
1: that's obviously yeah
0: it really molded me <laughs> yes. into what i am today i had um, to do
4: cotillion too so it doesn't work for everybody but
0: if i understand <laughs> uh but i remember uh coming home that night and listening to the Pirates play Southern Miss, and I had to look up the date to get the year right. It was the 1995 game where they faked a field goal, got a pass interference, and then kicked the field goal to win it. Yes, and a crazy one in Hattiesburg. Yes, and I remember I was... hearing the voice, and and just he painted the picture I... perfectly. I was like, what the hell's Logan doing? Hey. I for whatever reason, I was in Raleigh that weekend at the Chi-Chi's. If, you, if you, anyone
1: that's been to the chi in Raleigh, I don't think it exists there anymore, but it was on uh, Falls and Noose or Old Wake Forest Road, whatever to the... Stretch was right there. They called it, and it was it was the the viewing party for uh, the Wake County chapter of the Pirate yeah. Club or whatever. So we took over the entire bar area. They had it on TV. And back then, it was a big deal to be able to watch it on TV. Oh, you had to like, yeah, you really. had to go to, like to a public place to be able to see it. I think they picked it up off satellite or something. I don't know. But uh, I remember when that field goal went in. I'll never forget i mean and i don't think it was intentional but the place went and got trapped the tables were flipping <laughs> beer bottles were breaking it was pandemonium why does every one <laughs> of your
0: stories involve you know?
1: <laughs> it was absolute a wild time Cram. it was uh it was a great memory <clears throat> but uh here's the guy who's got a lot of great memories too brian bailey joining us on the live line and uh bailey man this news has really kind of hit me hard this weekend i gotta be honest Um uh, one I was worried about just doing the show just being able to get through the show and one of the things that got me damn choked up the most was watching I, I you know I don't get a chance to always watch the a Friday night newscast but I made special you know I wanted to see what I knew you were gonna have to lead it with the story as the top story and uh, I tuned in and uh, man I don't know if you you almost didn't get through the, the, the newscast there and it got me all choked up at home.
13: Yeah, I mean, it was really one of those surreal-type deals that that I hope I never have to do again because, you know, not only are you talking about someone who was so important to, you know, the entire East Carolina community, but you're talking about somebody that you worked with. You know, our our careers kind of, you know, went parallel for a long, long time. And, And in a lot of instances, if he needed to do something, then I would fill in for him. And if I needed to do something, he would fill in for me. I mean, it happened early January when when I finally got to COVID for a week and a half and he filled in for the coaches show with me. And so we kind of worked hand in hand and, and, you know, he had a specific job that, that, that he did so well being the play by play guy of East Carolina university. And it was just, you know, it was, he was like one of those constants that, that, that you, you think about when you go, I, I like to go live at the, uh, at the Coliseum or, or the football stadium if there's a midweek game and, 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 you know, just to, to kind of build interest for the game on the TV side. and So we go live at Williams Arena, and he was always one of the ones that were right there. And it was, you know, it's, it's really going to be – you know, I often thought about what's it going to be like when he retires because it's going to be completely different because, you know, he's been a play-by-play guy since 1988. I got here in 84. I do remember, you know, who was here before him, but it's just it's just not going to be the same.
1: You know, I thought about that too, you know, maybe when he was battling cancer, I was like, will Jeff Charles retire after this fight uh, that he had and say, you know what, I'm just going to take it easy. And it was the exact opposite for Jeff. Um, Jeff was a damn warrior. I mean, I remember at time when Jeff was battling cancer for a, for a while, he had to have a colostomy, uh, and I'm, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing it, but a colostomy, I can't even say the word. What am I trying colostomy. to say? Colostomy. Yeah, bag. And most people, they'd stay home. They wouldn't be out in public with it, or they'd be real careful where they go. Jeff went and said, "I'm going," and I think it was the was it the Weber State game, Shirley?
0: The, yeah, he called uh, a King Richmond.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he should have been home resting. They almost didn't like want to clear him medically. He goes, "No, I'm going there. Like I'm going to cover this game." And Brian, it would have been no one would have thought twice if he wasn't there. But that was the type of I guess work mentality that Jeff had that it didn't matter what he was struggling with personally. He was going to be there and he wanted to show
13: up for work. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, he joked with me because, uh, the same night that I got married for the second time, 12, 12, 12 was the day that he had all the issues. You remember it was an emergency type situation back in 12 and then he had the surgery then they found out about the cancer and they found all that stuff, but it was on, yeah, you know, they didn't think, you know, and he tells this story that, that they talked to Debbie that day and said, hey, we don't think he's going to make it. And psh, not only did he make it, you know, he kicked his tail. Then he kicked cancer, you know, twice. And then he, you know, he was, he was a stud. I mean, he, the, the, the one video I'll never forget, the 68 sit-ups or I mean 68 push-ups rather on his 68th birthday. I just, I just hope I can take 68 steps. I mean, I, I mean, that was, to me was phenomenal. Yeah and
1: that was a goal of his. I remember him talking about it. I was like, are you really going to do this, Jeff? And sure enough, he did it.
13: Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was it was great. I mean, you know, so he he not only came back, he roared back and and he deserves, you know, a whole lot of credit for that.
1: Brian, you know, I just like you said, you two guys are kind of synonymous. I mean, there are a lot of parallels between you and him and us. And I mean, both you guys are, have been just so supportive of what we do from day one. Both you guys are loved in the Pirate Nation, and you know, losing one of those uh, pillars is. is <laughs> It's not like something you just go out and replace. You know, will there be another play-by-play guy? Sure. Will he be able to fill Jeff Charles's shoes? I don't know, man. I, I mean, it's, how do you refill somebody that's been here, you know, 35 years that's loved by everybody? You know, it's I, –
13: I still, I still remember. I think I, t- I told this story at the Hall of Fame banquet this year. But, when, when, you know, in 1988 when the Pirates were looking for a play-by-play guy, I was making about $2 an hour at Channel 9. And so I was like, man, if I can get that play-by-play job, and I hadn't really done a whole lot of play-by-play before, but I thought, hey, I got a chance because they know me over there. Dave Hart, you know, seemed to like me. and So they interviewed me, and my buddy John Althoff was, was close with somebody on the committee. And my buddy John Althoff was like, he called me up, and he goes, hey, you did great in your interview. I said, really? Thanks, man. He said, yeah, you did awesome. You're going to finish second in this job. I said, what do you mean second? He said, man, there's a guy from named Jeff Charles from Virginia Tech, and he's really, really good. He said, "But you did. He did a nice job. But this guy's really good, and that's who they're going to hire, I think. And it worked out well for both of us. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was really it was really something. And then, yeah, I, I, if I remember correctly, we went up to Blacksburg, a buddy of mine, and I were in the me- trying to get into the media, and we went up to Blacksburg, and we were in the press box up there, and we we met him briefly, and then years later, you know." He, he told me remember you know us coming up there and you know speaking to him and that kind of thing so it, it's, it's it's a long winding road and we both ended up in Greenville. And like I said it's just been it, it was a privilege all these years in fact and, and you guys know you know George Whitfield has this Hall of fame he does and this year I was one of the people he put in I think Jeff Charles was more excited about me getting in than I was because it was really, when Jeff found out about it, and Jeff's been in it for several years, and Jeff said, man, that's just great. You know, we're going to be there to support you. And he was there at the dinner that night. And, and I, I think back to that now, and I, I think, you know, I thanked him at the time, and so I appreciated you know, all of his support. But did I thank him enough? And I wish I had you know, probably thanked him more. But, yeah, you, know, you just don't. You know, the last time I interviewed him on TV was, uh, and really I didn't ever interview him on TV very often, but we did it for his 1,000th game. And, you know, he came on did a, Piece with Brian Newell and myself on the coaching show, and 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 as a part of that, you know, he, he deflected some of the attention and congratulated me on my award. And I, I think you know that type of personality, that type of leadership, you know, it, it speaks volumes for the person.
1: I you know, and Jeff was a Hall of Famer himself in the North Carolina Sports uh, Broadcasting Hall of Fame. I remember going that night. I forget what city we were in, somewhere towards the the mountains, but uh, we went up there and. Uh, had such a great evening as uh he was recognized and man they had a lot of big time celebrities there that they were inducting yeah. uh with Jeff that night um i remember talking to Bob Costas that night John Elway um and Jeff Charles <laughs> who was who was with us yeah. too the big three but, yeah so i mean it, it was quite an honor for Jeff to be inducted with those guys but uh man just such a, a you know we would just refer to as i said uh, this over this weekend I said there's not many people you can say just are absolute superstar legend pirate royalty but he fits all those categories you know
13: yeah and he, you know he was you know when the guys come through you know he was able to have a relationship with, with a lot of the guys that came through like the Jeff Blakes and the Robert Joneses and, and those guys and interviewing them and, and you know just kind of you know hanging out at practice and seeing the players and you know it, it's a it's a special thing when you can, you know, you can broadcast those guys. And, and he understood the business, you know, he wanted to know these guys because he could do a better job on the air. The more he knew about them, the better he could do with his play by play because, you know, play by play is describing the action, but there's a whole lot of time there is no action. And so you have to fill all that time as well. And and even if you have a, you know, a color commentator with you, you still have to, you know, guide the other guy. And he's, you know, worked with Cy for so many years and, Worked with Mike, you know Mike Perry, and Mike Perry's done such a great job since he took over for uh You know, it's it's just, and you're right in the middle of the season. So I don't know what East Carolina's plans are, but uh, it's really, you know, it it, it speaks a lot that, that you know not only for his talent, you know, behind the microphone, but for everything else that, that he had around him.
0: And, Troy, uh, you said earlier Bailey and, and Jeff Charles held in a similar regard. I certainly agree with that. Uh, both a uh, couple of my media heroes. And I, I made sure to, you know, let Jeff know uh, how much I appreciated him and how much he meant. Yeah. And and uh, you too, Bailey, even though I joke about the Cowboys and call you a sheep, um, I, I feel the same way about you. So I wanted to make sure you knew that, BB, even though I appreciate it's it. not the Cowboys year again.
13: You know, I think for I think for Jeff and kind of for myself as well. You know, we found a place that that people accepted us, and that not only that they they accepted us, but we loved. You know, and I, and I hate to speak for Jeff, but I think I can. He loved it here. He loved he loved everything about Greenville, about East Carolina University, and you know, and, and his main job was with East Carolina. My job is kind of East Carolina, and then around you know the eastern North Carolina region. But, yeah, I can't think of anything where else I'd rather work. And I think he felt the same way. And it's just, you know, I think I had heard that possibly he wanted to do football next year and then maybe look at, you know, retirement after that or something. I'm not positive about that. But, you know, it makes sense that, that you know, at some point – because those, those trips, you know, they'll wear you out. Even – I love going on the football trips. But, but by the end of the season – and basketball, I can't imagine – all the trips that he went on all through all the years.
0: And I had those conversations with him recently, Bailey, about the new league and more trips to Texas, more to Florida. It's getting further away, not not any closer. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder and you're right, you know, and
1: and Jeff has been a part doing this for ECU longer than a lot of our listeners or viewers have been alive. So uh, it is a legacy and you think about how, you know, people often in this day and age don't stay that long, you know, people bounce around and then the world of transfer portals and, um, all these other things are you know, quick to change, uh, J- Jeff was uh, one of the last of the Mohicans, so to speak, and just was able to stay it through and, uh, was going to ride it out here till the end.
13: Well, I think too, you look at his career, he did some really cool things early in his career. You know, he had the, the sports radio show in Atlanta. I mean, we're talking Atlanta, Georgia. And then he had a chance to work at, at some universities. And you think about Virginia Tech and, and you know, in Blacksburg and how big sports, you know, is to that area. And then you come down to Greenville and basically, you know, very similar college town. You know, it's not too big, but it's not too small, at least in my mind and I think in Jeff's mind as well. And I think that it was, it's a great place to raise a family. He was able to do that. I think it meant a lot to him when his when his daughter passed away in, the, in that car accident. I'll never forget that time. And I'll never forget, you know, just the outpouring that people, you know, came out to support him and to support Debbie and the family. And I think that, that, that again, you know, just, just spoke volumes about, you know, what Eastern North Carolina and what East Carolina university is. And, and I know he appreciated that you know, beyond belief and, you know I, I think he loved what he did and I think that that's that that's that's a real key in life.
1: Bailey, thanks so much uh, for joining us for a few minutes here and uh, sharing some memories with Jeff as in our Tre our tribute show continues. appreciate you being a part of it.
13: well appreciate you guys having me. We're gonna do something similar at five twenty I've got some of his calls that uh, Brian Me helped me find some of them matched up with videos. I think if folks uh, have a chance to tune into that, we certainly appreciate that and of course, we want them to keep listening to you guys because it's a, it, it's a great tribute what you guys are doing for um, for everybody and 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 I think so many people you know it was such a shock on Friday night and it took taking all weekend to kind of reel it in and it's still kind of surreal, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's going to be that way for a long time, I think. Yeah, speaking of Midor, we got him lined up next. We'll uh, we'll
1: go to uh, Brian. Brian, thank you for your time. By the way.
0: You got it. Awesome. Thanks, Bevan. Here, um, let's, uh, you want to get a break?
1: Yeah, can we take Shirley? Let's get a break in real quick. We'll come back with uh, Brian Midor. We'll share some memories with him. Uh, we'll come back. I want to play one of, as far as I'm concerned, Jeff's Charles' all time greatest radio call. Uh, we'll have that. Also, uh, around five, in about an hour from now. Uh, really looking forward to this. I was talking with him over the weekend, and the stories he has was just incredible. Uh, Jeff Connors is going to join us, former strength coach for uh, ECU Athletics. So he worked close with Jeff from early on and has got a lot of interesting perspectives. So he was going to join us around 520 or so. So, uh, We'll continue on. This is our uh, tribute and our celebration of life to jeff charles the voice of the pirates and our colleague here at pirate radio we'll also open up the phone lines take your calls too at 317-1250 if you'd like to join in and share any special memories you have our tribute to jeff continues right after this
4: Listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now back to the show.
3: Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market, or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with Remax and S.D. Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip.
0: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. As we remember, Jeff Charles and uh, Troy D., one of the The greatest things Jeff ever did, in my opinion, is something that only like 10 people in the world have heard, and you haven't even heard it, because about 10 years or so ago, um, before our our fantasy draft every year, I would do a a skit, a stand-up routine, a video. One year, I typed up a script for Jeff Charles to read, and it was a roast of everybody in the league, and I got a lot of street credit for having Jeff Charles, the legendary voice, roasting myself and all my friends and i he, I, he, he got after everybody uh, you know Cliff might have a better team if he could stand a of bullies at 2 a.m every night <laughs> and uh it, all, i just roasted all my friends yeah and jeff, read, and jeff it read it yeah and agreed to do it he, and the ultimate professional as you said but had a great it, sense of humor he did and it just brought
1: back a memory you know we used to do in our younger days a lot of stupid you know bets and challenges and things around here and I had a lot of fun with Tony Collins with some of those too. And you might He called the race. He, so I said that, you know, I bet I could beat Tony in a race. You know, Tony, who's a a, run, a legendary running back in the NFL, pro ball or, you know, Super okay. Bowler. 40 <laughs> years
4: after
0: his NFL career.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: <but laughs> I said, wouldn't it be fun to have a race? You give me like five yards or whatever it was. Maybe and, 10. Was it 10? Okay. It might have been 10. But Tony claimed, no, I can beat you. I'll yep. give you 10 yards. I don't care. I can beat you. This is easy. So we went out to the practice field, and we did... And Shirley, well, I know this is a late ad. We'll have to look for this later, yeah. maybe run it in the next hour. and It might be on our YouTube page or something. But Jeff Charles... Went out there and covered it for us, and ended up doing like a little interview or doing a play-by-play. for He us. had a great yeah. line at the end it of it too, and this is a great moment that we'll never remember. Nobody, so yeah. nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, it was all funny. It was awesome to have Jeff do like just yeah. have a good sense of humor, do yeah. play-by-play, it but then have great. fun with it. Well, maybe we'll run that later on in the hour. I got Brian Meador lined up before we get to him, Shirley. I want to. I'm going to throw you a little bit of curveball. I think you can handle it. We played the uh, the. I what I thought was his first marquee call, you know, when it was South when East Carolina beat South Carolina in the 91 season. Then later on that season, there were so many great wins. This today still might be the greatest game ever played in Ficklin Stadium, as far as I'm concerned. And it wasn't Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium back then. It was just Ficklin Stadium. This was ECU versus Pittsburgh. East Carolina was number 23 in the nation. Pittsburgh was number 20. ABC was supposed to pick this up as either a regional or national TV game and did not back then. So uh, you were either there or you were listening to it on the radio. It was uh, the largest crowd at the time in Ficklin Stadium history. It was incredible. It came down to the end, and uh, it was it kept the season alive because it was very hard to get to a bowl game back then. East Carolina was an independent for you younger Pirate fans. But here's how the game sounded at the end with Jeff Charles calling it East Carolina versus the nationally ranked Pitt Panthers.
12: There's no doubt in my mind Bill would go for it here. Two-point conversion attempt. 23-22 is our score. 46 seconds to go. Pirates go for two to win it. Jeff Blake brings him out. High formation. Receivers left and right. Gets the snap back. Rolls right on the option. Looking for the end zone. Fakes the pitch. Nice. He's in. Two-point conversion. Jeff Blake. Two-point conversion.
1: Alright, uh, so that was Pittsburgh, one of the greatest moments in my life, personally, in, uh, in college. It was just an amazing experience to witness that in person. That led, of course, ultimately down to the Peach Bowl. Uh, I have impersonated this a thousand times with my friends in college. Uh, I know this call by heart, but let's hear it one more time. It never gets old, Shirley. This is uh, East Carolina defeating NC State, January 1st, 1992.
12: They're going to try a field goal. They're going to try and tie this thing. A 49-yard field goal attempt. They wouldn't fake it here, would they? 49-yard no. field goal attempt. Damon Hartman <laughs> will play for the tie. The Wolf Pack will play for the tie, folks. Hartman will kick it. It is up, and it is no good. Pirates win. You can paint these peaches purple. to
1: the last play one more time. Man, uh, I just love it. And I said over the weekend, I had a a picture of one of uh, last spring game. Uh, Jeff and I had a chance to watch it uh, side by side on the sideline and uh, put it out there that uh, legends never die. And it's through calls like this that Jeff will be with us always. And surely, on a lighter note, you found you already found it for us—the race with uh, me and Tony Collins, with the legendary voice calling it.
3: Yes, all uh, right, I have so it right
1: here. I haven't heard this in years. I this haven't will be yeah. great. Uh, this was Jeff Charles calling one of our uh, gu- Tony Collins had guaranteed that he could beat me. Uh, ultimately, he did not. It was one of my greatest sporting achievements in my adult life, uh, and even greater ch- uh, proud sense of accomplishment knowing that Jeff Charles was on the call troy d and ellerby
12: there we go here's troy he's at the 20 15 10 tony collins is five yards behind him and troy wins by five yards that was my prediction i said tony you need to give him only a five-yard head start rather than a 10-yard head start and we'd have a photo finish but troy wins the race
7: by five yards in something that will
1: always forget. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Jeff was a good evaluator of talent. He was right. He told Tony to would only give him five. If it was five, it would have been he, neck and neck. He handicapped the race he perfectly did. there. Guy was a pro. Uh, let's go out to the Pirate Radio live line, talk to uh, another friend and colleague and someone who works so closely with Jeff just about every day. And that's Brian Medor. Uh Brian, welcome to the program, man. I know uh, this has been a tough weekend for you just as it has been for all of us.
14: Yeah, still in shock about this whole thing, man. It's it's. it's gonna, I don't think I'm going to really. It's going to set it until I walk into that arena Wednesday night and see that empty chair and, and uh, whoever's going to be filling in for him. Um, not yet finalized, to my knowledge, but it's going to be a real shock because I can't recall other than when he was battling colon cancer, not seeing Jeff Charles uh, with the headset on. So it's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be something else uh, that I'm not probably not even prepared for because he was a really good friend. But um, it's funny. The uh, I've still got the the um, ticket for the Panther game. And the Peach Bowl game, as you do, Troy. And I think I shot that thing, that race with you and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably had the video. Yeah, yeah, I did. Because uh, Jeff was standing next to me, and it was hilarious. You, you have some <laughs> other
1: au- unauthorized videos that, thank God, haven't gone public yet that would be uh, quite classic. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. Of me, I should say. But uh good well, s- I know. yeah. Meador, you uh you've uh,
0: we've used the word prof- you know, ultimate professional a lot today and, and you've talked about it too, Midor, with all those coaches shows you you've been alongside the voice and just what almost a, a, like a robot he is, uh in those settings where yeah. he is uh Mr. Pro at all times. You've told a lot of those stories in the past. Oh,
14: he's a machine. He he was a machine and, and um the the fantastic thing about Jeff, he had an internal chronometer where he would he actually, I could tell him 45 seconds, he'd give me 44 and a half. You know, it was just or perfect of what I needed every single time. And, um, and it was, it was impressive. And, um, you know, like Bailey and me, we have to go. And it's no shortcoming on Bailey whatsoever. He just does things a little bit differently. Brian likes to have a game plan, know where he's going, you know, know where he is, know where he's been. Jeff would walk up after a game, not having a clue what we were going to do on the show. And he would say, what do you need here? Um, you know, about three minutes. I'm like, yeah, three sounds great go hey give me three minutes with uh whatever coach we have after the game and he always insisted on doing it and that's why we still do it that way after uh the game on football uh, during football season we always shoot the show after the game because he loved that fresh you know raw emotion from the coaches and um and i think it's something that separates us apart from doing it say in a uh, in a studio on sunday where it's you know it's the emotions just aren't as high but jeff would walk up in the middle of the here about three minutes of happy talk i'm like knock it out jeff and he'd do it and it was incredible and um and I could edit the show like that and and um I mean we did together he and I did over five hundred shows he's done well more that's TV only he did well over a thousand you're talking about his his thousandth game um, a few weeks back well you know he's got he's done over a thousand TV shows and over a thousand uh, Monday night radio call- calling shows that, yeah as a
15: machine you know? well
1: and and look some of those basketball shows I've talked with Jeff off there they're not always the easiest you know they got away from calls. They went to emails. Sometimes the emails don't come in uh, depending on what season it is (laughs) like they should. So it was Jeff's job to carry that program, which he would always do.
14: Sure. And it was Mo. The Mo years is when we stopped doing the call in. You know, Ruff, to his credit, would take the bullets. And, you know, you try, you know, you kind of have to try to hopefully the fans are being, you know, somewhat, you know, our fans are fired up. You know, they're emotional. And and sometimes, you know, hopefully they cool down because, you know, you guys deal with it on the fifth quarter call-in show, but when you've got a coach being uncomfortable, well, you guys remember, um, you know, old March ninth, 3-9 every year. We call it Scotty Mo Day for a reason. He did not like to be uncomfortable, and he would was, he was just, nope, no more phone calls, not doing it. So then they started doing the email, the tweets, and, and kind of filtering it that way, but I, I miss the days of the call-in show because you, you could hear Jeff. Jeff could intercept a call if it was going bad and spin it right so the coach could have a layup instead of being slammed on, you know? And he was, he was a master at it. Very, what he did was, you know, I was talking with David Horn, his longtime engineer, earlier today, and David said, you know, you, know, it's, you, know, you look at an artist like a musician, and they, they sing a song, you picture it in your head. Well, you know, Jeff's music, his songs were his broadcast, his play-by-play. And so he could, you could picture what was going on without having to be at the game. And the, great, the greats were really good at that, and Jeff's one of the best ever. We were lucky to have the guy.
1: No doubt, I agree with everything you said. I mean, it's 100 uh, yeah. percent accurate. You know, just uh, how he was kind of an artist in that way. Yeah, great analogy. And
14: then, and, oh, I mean, and he, when he uh, when he hit that high note, brother, you know, something happened big. And <laughs> he, he said, Troy D and Ellerbe. I'm
1: sorry, that was our fault right
14: there. Go ahead. I, I always like hearing your name, you and Ellerbe together. <laughs> so does Troy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, no. But no, you're right. He'd have another octave. That when things got excited, you knew it. You know what I mean, and and the thing I always liked about Jeff. You know, Jeff would get would call the excitement of a game, even if the other team did something big. Sure, it would he. And I remember a long time ago, some fans would get on him a little bit. Hey, he got a little too excited on that interception by the Hokies over there, you know? But that was Jeff well, he, was the broadcaster. He man. wasn't
0: a suit with a you know a good voice. Yeah. He was a sports fan. Like he liked the action. He, he, he liked- would
1: call it. You know, he would always see through purple glasses, and he knew where he who we represented. But he would try and be fair and accurate in how he called a game.
14: And so, sometimes that excitement during the actual call, if it's for the other team, you would hear him kind of um, bring it back down like a deep crescendo at the end of it. He was, ah, da, da, and, he, and he'd put it back, and well, that's just the way it rolled. You know, he would bring it back down. Um, whereas when it, you know, I was just listening to him, um, you know, when some of the calls were put together for a tribute video, which has been really hard to do because it's not something you ever want to plan to do. And I'm listening to his calls, and when, when it's a win, man, he keeps it going, and it's beautiful. It's It's a, it's, it's a lot of, um, you know, it's, it's I, I think I took it for granted all those years. And then when he got sick with colon cancer, I know the story on that, on that, on that side of it, because he Jeffs wasn't just a sports nut, play by play junkie. The guy loved wrestling. I mean, he loved his motorcycle. I mean, I, he loved going to Michigan every off season. He had so many things he was into um, that, were, that were, he wasn't just defined by being the voice of the pirates. He was much, much more than that, even though that's what, what we know him. He's, I mean, he is as much in the fiber of East Carolina University as the pirate mascot itself is. That's how big he is here. But yeah, more
1: than that, and he would do things for others. So, you know, the the motorcycle passion turned into a, a ride with the voice, where it would yep. fundraise for different organizations throughout the East. Uh, obviously, you know, he would work hard to raise money for scholarship funds at East Carolina that would go uh, in his daughter's name. You know, the Heather Ann Pertie Scholarship Fund for the mm-hmm. School of Nursing um, that 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 has really done well, and I mean, really been tremendous over the years, and, I mean, Je- Jeff was always willing to give back, too, and uh, that's something I'll always remember about him.
14: Yeah, I rode in that, that uh, motorcycle classic within most of the years that he did it, and, and co- we covered it, of course, but, um, you know, he, got, he was diagnosed the year before uh, my late wife, Kim, was diagnosed with breast cancer, and so when she started going through all that chemo stuff, she, she and Jeff struck up a really unique
9: friendship, and,
14: you know, the, the neuropathy and all the bad things that come with uh, your chemotherapy, Jeff had been through it. Like a champ, and so she had a good role model in the way that she took it on head on. You got to keep working, you keep going, you keep moving forward, no matter what curveballs are thrown your way. And when when she finally passed, he was at my house within two hours. And I'm um, sorry, guys. It's been tough. I don't know how Bailey
0: got through it the other night. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Troy, you weren't the only one that Bailey broke. He got me Friday night. At, yeah. at the, the I was glad I broke. was home alone at that point. Yeah. So Yeah. Uh, and the hardest thing I had to
1: do, guys, was kind of the news wasn't out there yet, and um, I, we, I needed to alert our team and just how we, we wanted to make sure we handled this the right way and, and professionally and to honor Jeff and just not do anything until East Carolina could – put it out there the way they wanted to first and i think talking to you guys was the damn hardest part honestly i was
0: trying to keep our call short troy i was like i got it man i got because that couldn't have been a yeah i think you ended
1: up hanging up on me and i i I didn't take it that you were upset i think you were just i got it ready to move
0: on but uh that was not
1: those were not easy calls but um yeah, so it's okay. I think we've all you – know, and I'm still, look, we're halfway through, over halfway through the show, and uh, I'm just glad we've been able to keep it together so far on the yeah. air here. I wasn't worried that we'd even be able to do this program. So, me or we understand, uh, especially when it when it comes to Kim and all the stuff and the assistance he provided back then.
14: Oh, yeah, he was – I mean, he was, a, like I said, a force. When he showed up at the house, I didn't expect it. And uh, he stayed and sat for a while. And, and uh, you know, I, it was uh, – seeing the way he – uh, charge through that that uh, that part of his life that was such a big challenge, and he always thinks uh, pirate nation. He's always talking about how the letters and the cards, and all the things that he got when he was battling that stuff. I went over to his house um, several times um, when he was battling it, and um, he was always in good spirits. He was just, yeah, well, here we go, Brian. We gotta get on down the road. That's it. And that's he you know that was it. You gotta keep going forward. Yeah, you know? eyes on the road, not the rearview mirror. With that guy, always. That's why I think. You know, uh, the last conversation I had with him, I asked him who was going to win the Super Bowl, and Marty Fuhrer had a very similar story. He said, I think the Eagles are better, but uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way. And, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he was right again. and, And he was right again
9: yeah
1: i remember this was probably about 10 years ago we we'd started it was the first time we ever did the pirate radio kickoff party that was going to be a one-time event we really did it to honor jeff and that was going to be 10 years at pirate radio for jeff and i believe at the time gosh 20 25 years i think uh, with ecu and we wanted to have a party to recognize that celebrate pirate radio we recognized jeff at the party and it, w- it was just a one-time event. We also used it as a chance to raise money for his uh, the scholarship fund in his daughter's name at the EC yeah. School of Nursing. And we were very successful, and, and you know, to, I wish we could have done more. I think we did twenty five hundred or three grand, you know, of fundraising through that, and we donated all the proceeds for the shirts to that fund. I'll never forget being at UBE the next day, and uh, we gave Jeff a check for I think around three thousand dollars for that uh, to the to that scholarship fund. And once again, I'm not to a little. You know, it was it was great that we were able to do that, and through our listeners to support, we were able to to get that done. But but I'll never forget Jeff almost cried. I mean, you would have thought we gave him three million dollars. I mean, he was so grateful for the few thousand dollars to go into that fund. And I'll never forget how just kind he was. That that how much that meant to him. And then like this great note that he wrote. To, to us, the the next week of what it meant to him and Debbie, and I just I never forgot like how much that impacted him, and I almost I was like, wow, that, I wish we could have done more, you know. But um, that's how genuine Jeff was, and he, he was just grateful for uh, anything that, that people were willing to do to support the causes that he was passionate about.
14: Hey, that that first motorcycle run um, that we did, we only raised fifteen hundred dollars, and we had a we had a you know seventy five bikes, whatever it was, and and um, that was including, you know, he put up the money for the food. Ron Harris helped out with a lot of stuff. And, and when uh, when the check was presented to him, he didn't know what the final number was. His wife said he was there collecting. And when, um you know, Ron matched it, bumped it up to, what, 1,500, he had the biggest smile on his face, like the, the generosity for people just to raise that amount of money. It was half as much as, you know, the check you presented. And he still had the same uh, appreciation, genuine appreciation. And look you right in the eye and, and uh, you know, shake your hand and hug you and tell you, you, you didn't have to do this, but thank you so much for doing
0: it. Meet where they say don't meet your heroes. Jeff was a hero. I was glad to meet, and I mean, you and I might be in the cynical hall of fame. And but, but man, uh, <laughs> one in one a just an all timer, man. Just uh, awesome that uh, somebody I looked up to that I got to be a friend, and uh, and same with you.
14: Oh, no, let me tell you something. He loved you, buddy. We we joke about you all the time. I said, now I don't really have a whole lot to do on Twitter, but I got to tell you, I look at clip stuff. He's a, this is about you know, a few years back, and you were the only one, you, you were kind of on the, uh, you were the, the, I guess, the tip of the spear for me to even want to look at that garbage, because I didn't care about what everybody thought. I just, just give me the news and get on down the, down the road, but then you brought this whole other thing to it. He and I had many conversations. I just threw a clip foot it, gave in trouble for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're, we,
1: we're pretty sure clip will never have to worry about making it in corporate America. <laughs> That's...
14: Uh... <laughs> When you any vetting at all, he's done.
1: Yeah, he's safe. Uh, he's, it's, it's, it's out there yeah. for everyone. We need, to, we need to keep clipping the mom and pop shops here, <laughs> Pirate Radio. Yeah,
0: that's all
14: right. He does you guys a good
0: job. Uh, it's fun. As of right now, I'm scheduled to do PA for ECU Baseball this weekend, Medor, so throw, keep up a good word uh, for my name out there.
14: Yeah, <laughs> I thought you got fired. That's well. just how much of the know I am. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Every chance I get, I, I try to plug you and put you, uh, you know, a whole – all you guys in high regard, and I appreciate you uh, just giving me the time to talk about The Voice.
1: And and, and Brian, I know a lot of people, were. Uh, we got people tuning in and out all the time. Um, there's been no service set yet. Uh, the family's waiting on the, the body to be able to be returned home from uh louisiana well, yeah. that's taking uh, It's it's not an easy process it's taking a lot longer than i'm sure most people would have hoped um so you know there's not a, a date or time set for that as far as a service but i have talked to a lot of issue officials over the weekend from the chancellor to the ad uh, on down the chain and I, I know there's a lot of interest in doing something if it you know once The dust settles a little bit on what the family decides to do first uh, of possibly having some type of celebration of life on campus, uh, you know, down the road. In in maybe two, three weeks or so when it's appropriate. And and I thought, you know, what a great venue, Minji's Coliseum to be able to do that. So so. hopefully as you meet with folks over there on the inside, you know, maybe you can offer your and we talked to Pierce about it too. I think everybody we talked to thought it would be a great idea. So hopefully we can uh, work with you guys and you guys can get that uh, arranged down the road because I know uh, a lot of folks out of the Pirate Nation would really like that. I think so
14: too. It'll be a good chance to, you know, I mean, I, I can't I'm not putting the cart before the horse because I don't know what's been talked about, but I'm sure Jeff would love the celebration to be uh, you know uh, fundraiser for you know the, the Heather and Francie you know scholarship fund for nursing school. I mean I think you know that that was something he became passionate about. You it started it didn't start out that way. we were doing it was the school for the deaf and uh, Wilson was the first couple of years, and then he and Debbie talked and we were like you know what I think it's time let's let's do the scholarship in our daughter's name. And that's when he started doing that. It was year three or four, I believe, of, of the ride with the voice. And, um, and that's when, it, in my mind, that's when it really took off. And, and, um, and I'm sure he would love something like that, not having spoken, obviously, with Debbie or about any of that stuff. But I think, you know, Brian North, when I was talking to him earlier today, and I was like, man, we got to do this, we got to do that. He said, you know what? I think all of you over there just need to take a step back and take a breath. Let the family do what they've got to do, just exactly what you just said, Troy. And, and just take a breath. And, you know, we'll do a nice video tribute at the game as we should um, Wednesday night, a moment of silence, I'm sure. And then, you know, just, just, just pause and then uh, let the uh, family take care of what they need to take care of. And then, and then we move forward, hopefully with something like you spoke of. So at least that's what I hope happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think for now, the thing pirate fans can do that cared about the voice was uh, show up Wednesday night, meet Ordemingi's and and have a celebration there.
14: Yeah. Yeah. Paint, it's going to be a paint purple night, you know, wear your purple and, Get out there for Jeff and let's uh, you know let's, let's get. It was, yeah, I, re- I remember back when um, he came back for that first game. It was during the uh, CIT championship year, and he came back from colon cancer. And all the players ran across yeah. the court during introduction again, fist bumped him in. And I was looking at that video earlier today, and I was like, "Wow, that uh, yeah, that that speaks to it right there. They had so much respect for him and all the players all these years. And whether they stay in touch or not, you know who the legend is. You know who the man is. And when we would go shoot the show during shoot arounds the players would walk over and sometimes they'd go with some you, know, you know, whatever, but it was always it was always voice. You know, they went they they paid homage. You know, they it was you know they knew who the 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 man was, you know, they knew whose ring to kiss. And uh and, and, not, and not that he demanded it or commanded it in any way. They gave it to him. And um and that's just It's something we're going to miss, man. I don't know that in my lifetime, certainly not, but we're not going to see anything like that again.
0: Troy, you're talking about the support from uh, broadcasters around the country, Pirate fans, but a lot from the players, too, over the weekend. As recent as Miles Berry and and even Brandon Suggs, who transferred out to UCF, talking about how – nice jeff was that he and his family and, and going back to chris johnson and all across the board he, I mean, he really about, did care about the, these guys and, and, and think and about how it. many
1: players jeff had contact with in yeah. the
0: last 35
1: years i mean i, I just think about the, the number we've had contact with jeff has had m- way more
14: than even us so i, I mean, guess just, so
0: it, those trips me door you, you're in close contact you really get to know somebody and then jeff certainly got to know uh, all those players
14: yeah and the support staff too i mean jeff is he's you know still trapped that memory of his was impressive and and um he would name a kid where they're from you know whatever happened to him And you know good or bad he remembered and um, you know it was, it was interesting so, you know, I'd say was the uh, the big guy you know uh, uh, from like I don't know Australia or some place like oh, Garth you know, oh yeah yeah that guy you know just yeah he, he, he's always had the name in the chamber all you had to do was ask the right question
9: and,
1: and so, surely how many you know we did these things called visit with the voice so uh, they're kind of vignettes maybe a couple I, minutes long then over the past 20 years I mean, I bet we – how many of these do you think we've done with Jeff over the over the years? What do we have, like 200 to 100 of them at least?
3: Well I – mean, At <laughs>
0: least, because he'd do how many a month, Shirley? We'd do he four did, or five he, a month. He
3: did four a month. So you take four a month and, and multiply I, I mean, it by 12. No, impressed by my memory. I think he did these – 48. So did he, he did a total of 48 a year and then uh did we
1: start in the very i think we started in the very first year didn't we y-
3: yeah because they were originally called visit with the voices yeah. and then we changed the name to inside the booth that's right so i mean we uh i mean we've gotten uh, probably close to a thousand
1: of these things i don't know if you have yeah. them all archived but i know we have most of them archived
3: no we i'd say we probably got a chunk of them but not all of
1: them yeah but um What amazed me is I would learn things from, I mean, the the incredible story. Because a lot of times he'd share stories from guys he'd run into or his past. I'd be like, damn, Jeff. I I mean, how he retained all this stuff. Yeah. Well, it was the
0: rare time, too, he would give an opinion on something. He's kind of straight up news, score, you know, report. And on those, he would kind of share. Which is why I liked having him on Wednesdays, talking sports with him. Because Jeff kind of rarely interjected what he thought unless somebody asked him about it. Yeah. 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 Not on the air, anyway. No. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, <laughs>
14: he'd, he'd let you know what you thought, especially if if it was an administrator he didn't care for.
9: <laughs> yeah,
1: heard some of that. And, and I will say this about I, I saw him this weekend: there were not many people Jeff Charles did not like. Yeah, I mean, I think you could count them on, on less uh, on one hand or less. Um, and if he didn't like you he never said a word bad about you publicly
0: how much did i think Uh, of jeff charles he told me troy and this uh that frank herzog legendary voice of the redskins touchdown washington redskins jeff never really spoke bad about anybody i asked him about him he said cliff that guy was a real jerk and I said, you know what? Jeff wouldn't lie to me. I can't Jeff, like Curzon Jeff Jeff, just
1: as if he was a good evaluator of athletic talent, he was a good evaluator of people. <laughs> yeah. And if Jeff that's thought right. there was a problem with you, yeah, guess a what? He was 100% right. There was a problem with you. And I'm not going to name any names or do anything like that, but very few people that Jeff – didn't like because Jeff liked just about everybody and the few people he didn't like he didn't like for good reason because he was right (laughs) there was a reason not to like that person they were a jerk or an a-hole or whatever the case may be and he was dead on but it was very few and far between but it did happen sometimes but he never let anyone know unless you were really in his inner circle If
3: if he didn't like you you earned it
1: yeah <laughs> that's true it is very true the
3: pro- I, I was gonna i'm sorry troy i didn't mean to interrupt you but i i remember you know he, he didn't really the harshest thing i ever heard jeff say in my presence was he would go Shirley. he's just a different breed of cat
14: yeah that's it yeah he's a different breed of cat <laughs> uh,
3: and he'd say that all the time be like i would i would say you know what i think this guy's a jerk yeah he's just a different breed of cat <laughs>
0: Mador, good stuff,
1: man. Thank, thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. And, um, guys uh,
14: give me a chance to talk about
1: the man, you know, a legend. Yeah. Hate to have to have you on for under these circumstances, but we appreciate you sharing some memories with us.
14: You got it, buddy. Anytime.
1: All right. Uh, thanks, Brian Mador from EC Athletics, let's take a break. I got, uh, coming up on the other side as we head into hour three, uh, we're going to get Kevin Monroe on and, uh, Kevin, who is a long time, broadcast partner with Jeff Charles. The year we started Pirate Radio was the year Kevin started working with Jeff Charles. Uh, we'll share some memories and then coming up also uh, in the final hour Jeff Connors some incredible stories Jeff has as former strength and conditioning coach for ECU Athletics so uh, Kevin Monroe on deck and also uh, Jeff Connors slated to join us in the final hour so we got a lot more to do as we remember the life and times of our friend and colleague and legendary voice of the Pirates Jeff Charles we'll be back right after this
3: at Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Cliff.
0: All right, thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt here as well. Troy D. To my left, as uh, we remember Jeff Charles on this Monday, I've heard... From uh, fans in the Pirate Nation, which we'll do. Uh, if you want to call in 317 1250, also coming up this hour, Troy D, uh, Kevin Monroe in just a few moments, and Jeff Connors coming up to tell some stories.
1: Yeah, going to be great to hear from those guys as they share memories. Before we get to uh, Kevin Monroe, let's go out to the live line. Kenny from uh, Blunt's Creek has been hanging on and wanted to get on the show. So, Kenny, welcome back. How are you?
16: Doing good, guys. Uh, uh, thank you guys for uh, doing this show today. You know, uh, it's a a great tribute to a good man uh yeah it's like like everybody's echo and, and first class you know uh ultimate professional that that was jeff charles and uh you know it, it, i guess it hurts a little bit more because Jeff was family for the east carolina and, and the pirate nation, you know when you've had somebody around that long and bringing you up to your 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 sports history. And, uh, living it with, with, with your favorite team and hearing all the calls and, and, and seeing him, you know, it, it, it's personal. So thank you guys for, for letting us call in and say, say what, uh, how much we appreciate him. I hope Jeff and his family, uh, know how much we, uh, respected him and we're going to miss him. And, uh, I best, my, my memory is going to be this, the Saturdays out there tailgating, um, elmhurst been out there a long time and uh probably 17 years on one side of elmhurst and the last few years been over there beside you guys and just having jeff would walk by that walk he'd take every game day and he would stop you spoke you said the voice and he would stop and he'd speak to you and uh the last few years you know over there beside pirate radio 10 he'd, he'd come up and talk to you guys and he'd always stop by my tent and talk to us and I'll never forget in 2019 after my son had his, uh, horrible accident. That's the first thing Jeff Charles asked me. How was my son? Is he doing okay? Is he going to be all right? And that meant something to me. And I uh, just, uh, whether it was a 30 second conversation or a 10 minute conversation with Jeff before a game, you, when he walked off, you were like, hell yeah, we're going to win today. And he made you feel like a better person. And, uh, so we'll greatly miss him he'll never be replaced and his memories will uh, always live on in pirate nation so thank you guys and people don't tell you enough love you guys y'all keep doing a great job
0: thank, you kenny. thank and, you kenny and kenny medor touched on it jeff knew how much uh the pirate fans uh how much jeff meant to the pirate fans and how much the pirate fans loved him and troy uh jeff knew you know how much we cared about him here at pirate radio myself personally definitely but you and ellerby Shirley, was with him all those years i i do in this awful situation i do feel good that he certainly knew how he how people felt about him you know what i mean yeah there's no doubt i
1: mean jeff um you know it w- was a living legend with us and we always let him know that yeah and uh, we I, I never took jeff for granted yeah um i always knew it was lucky and special and I was kind of going back to what Bailey said earlier I knew one day Jeff may want to retire but I didn't I still thought that was probably about a five-year window out you know before he'd really consider as far when I say retire he might have retired from the state system but he didn't retire from ECU yeah. he didn't retire from representing the university he didn't retire from play-by-play or from pirate radio or from pirate radio uh, the guy was going strong and I, I think he still, as I said, had a lot of gas left in his tank and a lot of passion for this place, and uh, wasn't ready to hang it up yet. But uh, man, what what a legacy he's left!
0: Thank you, Kenny, for the call.
1: Um, yeah, we... I think we got Camo lined up on uh, line two. We're set to go. So, hey, man, go we to...
0: we talked about Troy. How you, when you got to school here and, and formed a relationship with Jeff, I talked to him as a student. Kevin's a local kid uh, who played yeah. here and then was able to work alongside of them 20
1: years ago we started for pirate radio 20 years ago uh kevin Rowe started working side by side with uh jeff charles in the booth and uh kevin i know this news probably hits you like a ton of bricks like it did all us uh friday night and uh this wasn't the show we had Hope to be doing on a uh, Monday here as uh, ECU Baseball is getting ready to get started. But uh, we just felt that this was important to clear the deck and uh, honor our friend and honor the legacy and celebrate his life, Jeff Charles. And uh, I know you, you've had many great moments with him.
17: Yeah, uh, thank you guys for having me. Um, I've not talked about this much at all since I've heard about it on Friday. Um, it's just been one of those things. That's just, it's so surreal. I just can't believe it. Uh, you know, the cancer diagnosis 10 years ago was, was pretty rough, but you felt like he was going to make it through. Obviously there were some times that were touch and go, but ultimately he beat it. And, uh, and we felt like we were in the clear and, uh, to have this kind of happen, it was such a, a shock. You, you just feel like you were blindsided, not, not expecting anything like this. And, um, I, I just, as you said, I just completed my 20th season with Jeff and, um, you know, he covered me as a, as a, as a kid, you know, playing ball um, at ECU, both both baseball and football, and then I got to to be an announcer. And you know, I had no experience. I mean, my my literally my only experience was doing the pregame show with you guys back in about 2002. And 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 he went from that to say, let's put him on the sidelines in '03 and, and and let him do it. And um, and I was learning from him ever since.
1: Yeah, and, uh, I mean, as you said, you've kind of grown up with him in oh, many ways, from a, from a student athlete to uh, to a colleague. And we talked about this earlier, Kevin, what a professional Jeff was. You witnessed it uh, many times, and just the way he conducted himself, the way he prepared for broadcast, the way he'd uh, take things. Never once did Jeff ever take anything for granted. The way he prepared was second to none, and I know you witnessed that many times.
17: It's no question. It's funny, like I started in the early days, um, you know, I, I was talking to my father about it and, and you know, I said I'm going to do color commentating. I'm going to go in the booth to color commentating. He's like, all right, well, you, you listen to everything Jeff says and you, you learn from him because he's he's the man. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I'll learn from him, but, you know, we're going to be equals up there. I'm, I'm going to be like Troy Aikman. He's going to be like Joe Buck. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be, he's like, no, he, he's the voice. You, you just sit up there and, and listen and learn. And that's exactly what I did. I mean, you know, from the very beginning, I just kind of learned you don't step on him when he's talking. You be quiet until he's finished, and you be prepared because he was always prepared. He always had charts everywhere, note cards everywhere. He could fill thirty minutes like it was nobody's business. So we had, you know, power outages and rain delays, and you you name it. Jeff was still talking. He could talk from wrestling to music to to whatever, and uh, and that was what he did. He was prepared every week, week in and week out, and it was my job to just keep up with him and just to to appear to be as prepared as he was but nobody was better than him at doing what he did
1: yeah and kevin you brought back some memories for me because back in the day when i before the predecessor to this show clip as you know was live at five and uh, i would host the five o'clock hour which at the time you know now we do three hours like it's nobody's business but back then just doing an hour seemed like it was a big deal um and every once in a while Uh, there'd be not a lot going on in the world of sports and there wasn't a lot to cover for ECU and I didn't have a guest lined up and I would need to kill you still had to be on the air as you know clip Uh, we got to do a show no matter what so every once in a while I knew I was in a bind and every time I was in a bind I'd call one guy and he would bail me out every time I'd have nothing for the last half hour of the show I would ask Jeff if he could join me usually he'd do it in studio and man, we could talk we we could have talked for hours and that last thirty minutes ended up being awesome because of Jeff Charles. And you're right. He could fill time and talk and be interesting and knowledgeable like no one I've ever met. And it he he multiple times, Kevin, bailed me out.
17: Yeah, there's no question. I just in those early days, I just would you know I'd go to the hotel room in the night and just say, Hey, what do you want from me tomorrow? And he, he might would tell me the, the players that were injured or the players that have been suspended, that wasn't public knowledge. And he'd kinda of give me some inside information. But outside of that, he said, "Just talk about what you see," and that's that's what I would do because he would handle everything else. And I didn't have to be, I didn't have to worry about you know what might happen during the game. If it didn't happen on the field, Jeff had it, and so that was kind of the thing. And you know, I would go to dinner with he and Marty and David Horn. Um, those first few years, I would go with him every road trip. And uh, eventually, I got a little tired of Jeff wanting to go to Denny's and Wendy's every time we went somewhere, and I wanted to go somewhere a little nicer, so I stopped going to dinner with him. But he just—he he was just such a personality. And Whenever we go to Cincinnati, he'd take us to his favorite, you know, barbecue rib joint. Uh, we go to Memphis; we'd all go somewhere and, and hang out because they always had such such good food. And so, uh, just the trips in general is what I'll remember. Uh, obviously, all the all the on-air stuff, you know, calling the the Carolina game we won uh, where, by the field goal was just a you know a very memorable one for me. Uh, the two conference championships, um, you know, back to back under Coach Holtz and. Uh, you know, the Tulsa game where the defense just showed up in a big way and we had five interceptions, just calling that with Jeff and just being uh, in awe of how well the team played uh, and just on and on and on. And You know, obviously I didn't know this This last win against Coastal being our, you know, our first bowl win in a while um, was a big deal and it was my only road game this year. You know, I, I started doing just home games. And so uh, to be in the booth with him one last time for the Pirates to play really well, for Holt Naylor to, to go out with a bang uh, was really special.
0: I yeah. saw people pointing out, Troy D. Uh, called uh, the last basketball game, he called a Pirate win, the last football game, the game Kevin was just yeah. talking about, a Pirate victory. Went,
1: went out a winner and uh, painting a purple. And it, it, I was thinking about the guy that was in your seat, Kevin, before you, Carl Lester Crumpler. Um, who was Jeff's longtime, I thought about him over the weekend, too, longtime broadcast partner. And, I, you know, that was at a time, too. So many of these games, as you know, the, the radio play-by-play isn't as important. I don't, don't want to say as important, but isn't what it used to be with the advent of uh, – every game's on tv and if it's not on tv it's on your computer or your phone on espn plus and but back in the 90s and the early 90s the radio was really the only way to stay connected with the program and then one of the more lighthearted lighthearted moments so when i think back with jeff's this was in the 90s and it was the famous call i remember listening to this game and jeff saying this and i wish i had audio of it because it was a great call but a player went down um and he was grabbing his leg, and it looked obviously it was a cramp or something. And I remember Jeff going, "Well, I think he's got a cramp, crump." And it was just a great call, the way Jeff did it in his own dialect and the uh, tempo of the way he used to talk. But it was really one of those funny moments that we would uh, go around as students, and uh, anytime you grabbed your leg, you're going, I think he's got a cramp, crump. And it just kind of became an iconic slogan uh, back in the '90s for us.
0: Now we've got Jeff saying T J Lee and Kevin Monroe saying no flags on no the field. No flags
1: on the
7: field. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Just uh just legendary stuff. Kevin Monroe joining us and Kevin talked about it too, his uh, his sense of humor. I mean, the ultimate professional, but once you gotta know him, you, you air, on the air every now and then he'd throw out a line or two, but behind the scenes, uh really funny guy as well.
17: Listen, we had we had some 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 times, right? I mean, you know, doing this twenty years I, when i first started on the sidelines it was the john thompson era and we we didn't just lose we were getting destroyed every week and so just to to keep our sanity we just cracked jokes all the time about things that were going on in the program and how you know how bad things were and you know we go through other eras and, and uh just always jeff had the best attitude about things he was so optimistic you know he he would be real with you about where we were with things but he, he would always talk about what you know certain players at the pro that uh that the coaches liked or certain Things that were going on in, the, in the behind the scenes that we, were going to make us better in the future, but yeah, he just would crack jokes and we just kind of laugh about things to keep from crying at some points. But uh, he always had me in stitches,
0: Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, for sharing some of your memories and thoughts. <clears throat> I'm a, a lot like you. Uh, I didn't really talk about it much this weekend. I, I put on Impractical Jokers and just ran a marathon to try to like laugh at something because it was uh. It was just pretty gray uh, the entire weekend, but uh, thanks for, for talking about it with us, man, and uh, we appreciate it, and uh, all the all the uh, appearances you made during the football season, too, k Yeah,
17: it's just, you know, I appreciate you guys letting me talk about it on the air. Um, obviously, he's going to be missed, and, you know, I don't know how you replace such a legend. Um, it, it, it bugs me a little bit that he's not already in the Hall of Fame. I thought that should have been done. Hopefully, now he will be put in, you know, as soon as possible, but... Uh, I just I loved everything about him, working with him, and uh, just the, being gone, you know, so quickly, so it's in a shocking way like that, where we didn't have a chance to prepare for it. It's, it's going to stick with me, but I know that I have all these memories for the last twenty twenty plus years as as both a, an announcer and a player, and uh, you know, I can always keep that with
1: me. And Kevin, you know, uh, I was talking with uh, an, a person in the administration at the athletic department earlier today, and you know, obviously, the Hall of Fame is a no brainer and um whatever it is i'm sure he'll you know if we want to say first ballot hall of famer for sure but he was saying hey what about honoring jeff even bigger and better than that and doing something i mean no one in history has seen more ecu basketball games in person than jeff charles what if the court was named after jeff jeff charles court you know i mean that would be a a great tribute to him so i think there's a lot of things I i love that i saw one of our friends put out there renamed Charles Boulevard Jeff Charles Boulevard that would be awesome too and you know, I'd love to see that but yeah. but the, the the university doesn't control what uh, street is, unless it's on campus is named but I think if you called the court Jeff Charles Court I think what a, what a
0: fitting tribute to Jeff Charles
17: too That would be awesome. He he, he
0: certainly deserves it, and I agree with Kevin. I I kind of tongue in cheek, even joked with Jeff uh, several times, like uh, that we need a statue, we need something named. I I wish we could go to a trend where we do kind of honor people before they pass on. You know, yeah, yeah. Whether it be Hall of Fame, whether it be this other stuff we're talking about, but that's a conversation for another day. Once again,
1: that's why we started our party. It was and it wasn't intended to be every year. It was just a one time thing to really honor Jeff Charles and recognize that we were around for a decade at that time so um you know we didn't want to waste any time but i I do think there's a lot of things that can be done to um, recognize him and um
0: immortalize him forever with ecu kevin thank you man appreciate it guys all right thanks Kevin. uh joining us on the program
1: We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Uh, we'll try and hook up with uh, Jeff Contners. Oh, do we have some? You want to
0: get a call before we break? Yeah, get right- okay. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I did not know.
0: This is Roy, Shirley. Roy and Charlotte. Roy and Charlotte, you're up. Hey, Roy.
18: Hey, guys. Thanks for squeezing me in before the break. Um, Talked to you guys many times driving back from Greenville on a late Saturday night to Charlotte. But you mentioned earlier about how um, pre- before we were on TV a lot, it- radio coverage was really all we had for a lot of games. And we had, at one time, we had terrible radio coverage here in Charlotte. There was a station in Salisbury. We would literally get in the car on game day and drive to Salisbury and sit in a best area parking lot and listen to every single play of the game. And Jeff Charles who, um, made you feel like you were there. You were there on every play. And I just, I um, Kevin Monroe's done a great job coming out. I love that, but um, certainly praise him. But this is just day. And, um, I just want to tell you that, and that was just, for me, that was just, Jeff Charles loves ECU football, man. It was just, I remember those days like it was yesterday, and I, I was just it, just, it just breaks my heart that we lost him, but I think you guys are doing a great thing in, in, in honoring him today and celebrating his life, and I just wanted to express that. So thank you all very, very much.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, Roy. Uh, that's <laughs> it. Kind of brought me back to an earlier time listening to uh, a lot of those games. Troy D was having fun at. I was uh, in my parents' living room listening to the what like uh, Tennessee um, those SEC games in the nineties. Troy, yeah, and, uh, and and the only way to I think it might have been like pay per view to watch those cra- those games, but like listening yeah. to Jeff was was the only way we were doing it. And ha- even after the invent of ESPN plus and all that stuff. I still preferred to listen to the Yeah, voice.
1: absolutely. And surely before we go to break, do we have any other uh Jeff Cuts that available that we could throw any football stuff you've got uh, queued yes. up? That?
3: Um I have the one from the NC State game back in twenty sixteen.
1: Well, let's absolutely hear that because that's another classic pirate memory.
3: Third down and ten.
12: Only eight seconds to go. Could this will be the last bullet in the gun for the Wolfpack? Three to the right and one to the left. Pirates need to get a pass rush on it. Throw over the middle. It is caught over the middle. And the receiver is going down at the 24-yard line. Game over. Game over. You can paint this one, Purple. Braylon Cherry made the catch. Couldn't get to the sideline. Tackled in the middle of the field. Pirates win. 33-30. Big time. Eight out of 11 wins for the Pirates over the Wolfpack. And it all started with the Peach Bowl
1: victory in 1992. Man. Whew, man. Mm. It gives you goosebumps,
0: man. It does. Uh, we'll get a break in. We'll come back. Uh, talk to
1: Jeff Connors? Yeah, we're going to plan to reach out to him. He's All got right. uh, some interesting stories on Jeff. You know, one, you know, Jeff was a strength and conditioning coach. And one thing, you know, we really hadn't talked about, uh, Jeff's nickname. Uh, before The Voice, he was known in many circles as the strongest voice in America and not just because of his great pipes which they were great by the yeah. way when jeff went on when it was showtime you knew jeff was on like he he did have a strong voice but literally physically strong i don't think there was another voice in the country that could bench press more than jeff and uh Jeff Connors had a front row seat to that. He's got a great story about that when he saw Jeff in the weight room wondering, what the hell is the play-by-play guy doing here? Why (laughs) is the play-by-play guy stronger than my D-line? oh, my God, this guy's a beast. So we're going to have Jeff uh, Connors on talking about that and so much more. Don't go anywhere. Our tribute to Jeff Charles continues right after this.
4: Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
3: Welcome back. Orthopedics East in Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at ECU for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 75 75- seven twenty six sixty three or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
0: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Uh Jeff Charles, a Beach Boys guy. Shirley Rev. Yeah,
1: well we should explain huge. that all the music today are uh some of Jeff's favorite songs. Maybe not this version of the song, but the song itself.
3: Yeah, to to prevent YouTube from flagging it, I kinda yeah. had to go a different way. But he was a huge Beach Boys fan um was a big fan of a uh, country artist by the name of suzy Boggus. any song that featured cars he also <laughs> was a huge fan yeah. of so uh but the beach boys yeah he and i had had many a conversation about the many beach boy songs that he liked
0: we've enjoyed hearing from the pirate nation today also brian bailey brian medor morgan Ayler's, kevin monroe as uh, troy we remember the legendary voice jeff charles on this monday yeah a lot of uh
1: pirate radio all-stars joining us today unfortunately as we said we hate to have to have them on uh, under these circumstances but what great memories uh they've been able to share with us too uh let's go to another one and back to the pirate radio live line a guy who is uh, also a true pirate who is uh Done a couple tour duties here at East Carolina. Former strength and conditioning coach for ECU. He is Jeff Connors and a longtime East Carolina pirates And uh, Jeff, welcome back to the show, man. Appreciate you joining us for a few minutes.
15: Well, I really appreciate the invitation. Uh, I'm in the middle of 540 on it during rush hour, so if I get a little distracted or if I lose you, I apologize. Uh, right. But, uh, I'm still in a state of disbelief, I guess you could say. And, um, you know, this goes back with me to when I came in spring of 1991. So I, of course, uh, knew Jeff for over three decades. And uh, when I first came in, of course, the big guy, Matt Maloney, was one of the first people that I met. And, uh, he was pretty much attached at the hip with Jeff Charles back then. And so, uh, you know, he, he, he first introduced me to, I think, was Professor O'Cools. And then, uh, my next acquaintance, I believe, was Jeff Charles the next morning in the weight room. Uh, and those guys would come in and work out together. And, uh, the only thing that I could say about both of those guys is that they really exemplified the heart and spirit of the Pirate. And I think over time, uh really, up to this day, still do. And, you know, uh, Jeff came in and uh, had his shirt sleeves cut off. I didn't know who he was, but... <laughs> Big guy introduced me to him. Said, "You know, this is our play-by-play guy, Jeff Charles, the strongest voice in America." And, uh, those guys were there to lift weights, and of course, uh, they like to do a lot of upper body work. You know, Jeff like his favorite was bench press, and I think Jeff back then bench pressed uh, had, had a very respectable number there. I think it was right about three hundred pounds or more. And uh, mostly, what they did was upper body work. And so I'd give them a hard time and try to get them under a bar to do squats from time to time. Uh, But, uh, you know, they they would do cardio with that. I think Jeff would run. And, uh, you know, Matt Maloney, I was amazed with him because uh, uh, his, I guess you could say his cardio abilities were exceptional he's the only person I saw ever defeat the step mill. And, um, you know, he would, he would run. And then, you know, it's bill Lewis and Mike Cassidy and and Bobby Slowick would run down to the river and back every day. And, uh, they invited Matt to go with them one day. And Matt uh, came back and sprinted, I think the last 300 yards and smoked them all. So Bill wasn't too happy about that. Uh, cause he took a lot of pride in, uh, that river run uh but those guys you know jeff was definitely part of part of the team that year uh was very excited of course uh in and week out we'd come in and we'd be talking about the previous game and the game that was upcoming and of course uh he was always very excited about it. You know, Jeff had a great passion for life. And, um, you know, that's that's the way that I saw him that year, is, as being part of the team and um, part of that whole year of success. And, you know, I will always treasure that ring that we got. You know, of course, number nine in the country. It's going to be tough to repeat that. Uh, but Jeff was part of that, and I really hope they gave him a ring um, because, you know, Jeff was always very positive and very enthusiastic, and that's like the type of people that I like to be around. And I think that his enthusiasm really uh, rubbed off on the players and anybody who knew him.
1: Yeah, Jeff Connors joining us on the live line, as we remember Jeff Charles and uh, you know most play by play guys aren't uh, workout fiends like Jeff was I know they'll probably had to take you you're like what's this guy doing so he might be benching more some of the players you know I mean Jeff was uh, for a while I mean he was really getting up there with his uh, with his bench and his weightlifting so I know you as a uh, weightlifting guy you probably had to really appreciate that
15: yeah he came into the weight room uh, very often uh, over the years you know, that, that first 10-year stint that I had, I, I saw Jeff several times a week in there and, uh, and Matt as well. Uh, you know, and then I do remember the, uh, that Jeff was very strong and very resilient. Uh, now, you know, he lost his daughter in a car accident, tragically. I don't remember what year that was, uh, but you know that shook us all up. And uh, I really didn't even know how to approach Jeff and what to say to him after that. And uh, what I really noticed about him was, you know, he was such a strong person. And I thought that this guy's got to have very strong faith, the way that he deals with things. I saw him as being very resilient. And emotionally strong. And then, of course, uh, you know, going to, you know, my second, you know, when I came back, uh, of course, Jeff was one of the people that I remembered when I left for, the you know, for 10 years. And then when I came back and, and saw Jeff along with a lot of other people, I mean, you know, he just really made me feel like, you know, hey, you know, you're back home because. He's part of what East Carolina is all about and uh, you know I was Jeff talked to me when he got sick and I saw him upstairs in the ward building and this was uh, not very long after he had had a surgery you know and he was uh, definitely in pain and fighting you know what he was dealing with with cancer and but still, you know, such a strong person and determined, you know, to get back to full health. And, you know, he he introduced me to intravenous mistletoe uh, because, as crazy as it seems, I, uh, uh, you know, somehow got a melanoma myself. I didn't even know really what a melanoma was. Uh, but I soon found out that it was pretty serious. And so, you know, of course, I talked with Jeff about what he had gone through, you know, and he had gone out to some treatment out in the Durango, Colorado. And so long story short, you know, I ended up also going out to Colorado for that treatment after my surgery, even though uh, I was clear. But of course, I had to go to oncology and I had to have uh, a, a preliminary surgery to take my lymph nodes out and check those. But, uh, you know, Jeff was very supportive toward me, even though he was still fighting something much worse than what I had. And I uh, encouraged me toward the treatment. So my wife and I went out to Durango for a week. And of course, when I got to Durango, uh, All the ladies at Namaste, of course, they they all knew Jeff, you know, and were very familiar with him and uh, commented about his enthusiasm. And uh, I thought that was very interesting. So I went to the gym out there, and they also knew him in the gym. I think Jeff had been out there for maybe a month but Jeff impacted and affected people around him that way, no matter where he was. And so, uh, I actually made a call at the Namaste today to inform them, uh, you know, of what happened. And I haven't heard back from them, but they certainly all knew him. and uh, and so, you know, uh, his enthusiasm, his passion for life, uh, Affected many, many people. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, a really sad time for all of us. And still, it's hard for me to believe
1: jeff well said man um you know a lot of people probably don't know that story of how he helped you when you had uh, a cancer scare and uh, the impact he had on you personally and uh thank you for sharing that with us today
0: and the thing is we said earlier troy a lot of people don't know a lot of stories yeah. about how jeff charles helped people because he didn't publicize it all yeah so yeah jeff uh
15: well.
1: go ahead go ahead
15: no, I mean, you know, he's <laughs> he came in the weight room, I think one day of course I did, you know, I didn't want to miss any of the morning conditioning or anything, so I had my head wrapped up, uh I don't know, I think I had forty some staples in my head. And uh, you know, he just uh was very encouraging and you know, I would say, Hey uh, this was before I I think yeah, it was before I went out to, to uh the Colorado, but uh, the only thing I can say is, you know, he helped me get through that, and that was a tough time for me, and he helped me get through that while he was having a tough time. Uh, but everything that I tried to coach at ECU in relationship to attitude, tradition, what the pirate mentality was all about uh he exemplified that through his whole career through the whole time that i knew him you know along with guys like matt maloney and uh i think that's why those two guys were so uh such close friends because they were so similar and uh you know i i love both of those guys so that's <laughs> I- I was just uh, happy to know him and and you know, and happy to be part of the program. And, and like I said, when I came back, he made me feel good like I was back home again.
1: Yeah. And I talked to uh, Matt, big guy Maloney, over the weekend. Uh, as you can imagine, this is a tough deal for him. Uh, extended him an offer to come on and share some memories, too. And the, the time's just not right for him to do so right now. So maybe down the road we can have... <laughs> Big guy on, and that's very understandable. Uh, he, he's just not ready for it right now. And, um, you know, for for him and like many people, it's like losing a, a family member. So, um, you know, but uh, I did talk to him, and he's you know um, doing better. But uh, it's just very tough right now.
15: Well, I would have liked to come back on pirate radio under better circumstances, but I certainly appreciate you inviting me on to say a few words.
1: Jeff, great stuff as always. Thank you for, uh, everything you've done for the program throughout the years. And, uh, we'll definitely, as always stay in touch.
15: Thanks a lot. And go pirates.
0: <laughs> Thanks coach. Jeff right. Connors.
1: Yeah. Well, legend himself around these parts, uh, so many years, uh, Ten-year stint originally in the '90s, then away for ten years, and then come back to uh, finish his career here at East Carolina. So uh, a lot of great moments uh, he's a part of too.
0: Can't imagine many uh, closer relationships between the strength coach and the play-by-play voice, right? You in know, the country, right? Yeah. yeah, just not a you a crossover that seems normal. I know, but perfect. Uh, but here it made total
1: sense. Yeah, because Jeff would see Jeff often in the weight room. And most play-by-play guys, I mean, let's be honest, they're more like Corey Glore, probably never seen a weight room. Hello, (laughs) You know? So, it's just a testament to uh, how Jeff loved to work out. One one of his interests. Yeah. So, it was great, and they do some cool segments with uh, Jeff Connors on on shows often, and, um, you know, just... uh, Unique perspective that he has with uh, kind of knowing Jeff for so long, too.
0: we got some more clips to play. You want to hit one before we take yeah, the time absolutely. out? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We had Kevin Monroe on earlier. We was talking about no flags that on the field. trip. the it's famous uh, T.J. Lee call? Season opener against the Hokies I love in this Charlotte. One of the hottest
1: down. days in the history of Charlotte, North Carolina. Hit it, Charlotte. back. Man. That was a big win for uh, for the program back then over at Virginia Tech. I remember that. I was jacked up after that game,
0: and then uh, went on to beat West Virginia the following week. Got ranked as high as I think thirteen or fourteen in the country yeah. uh, before it became it came crumbling down week four. But man, what a what a way to start that season! and uh the voice and and kevin monroe were hyped on that one that was awesome yeah all right uh we got uh grab one in for a break more calls to get to and we have a phone call uh to get to troy d all right one of
1: our uh good friends longtime supporters uh don edwards is uh joining us don how are how you been doing man thank you for for being a part of this
19: so, Troy, first of all, you know I don't know how to work radios or phones, so, so uh, do you hear me? Am I, am I we, we, in? Am I okay? Don,
1: I have good news. We hear you loud and clear, <laughs> so whatever you're doing is working.
19: <laughs> oh, good. Uh, but anyway, I've, I've been out of place a little bit, but, you know, let me say one thing first and foremost. Uh, I can hardly talk. Uh, mm, so, uh, All of us in the UBE family, I I don't think anybody realized the special relationship we had at UBE, and we just want to say that we're branded so well, and I'm not sure anything branded or meant more to us for being the place to go than having the association with Jeff. Always so gracious, the consummate professional, 35 years of of Pirate Preview. It was just a a wonderful, fun experience. Jeff was great with, with all the fans. No matter who they were, he always took time. And, of course, the show was extraordinary. He's, he's the great interviewer. He had great guests. That the, you know, a lot of famous people would come to UBE. I, I had so much fun. First, my dad did it. I'd always had the job of going and picking up the visiting play-by-play guy who was always uh, you know, the guest of the show. I remember John Cox. You probably know that name, Troy. Southern Miss guy. Yep, sure. He was great. And it was just an extraordinary experience. And again, the value of Jeff, I hate to put, I hate to even even say this, uh, was extraordinary. And he has certainly made UBE what it is today. And all of us, you know, you saw a little interview with Yvonne on WITN and she, she could not talk hardly. She was broken up, but, um, We will just truly miss Jeff. But one thing that's wonderful that happens to me all the time, I can live his play calling in my head all the time. So his voice is still with us, I think, and certainly in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, Don, I mentioned that earlier. You know, legends never die. His voice will live on forever. The greatest moments in ECU athletic history are archived by him, and uh, those don't have to go away. And uh, I think they'll be. A place for those always for uh, for generations to come that will hear Jeff Charles's voice that uh, may not even uh, people aren't even born yet but that that will they'll come to East Carolina and that will live on in in many ways so um, great great memories with Jeff and obviously foundation and such a great partnership longtime partnership with you and UBE and your dad and going back to your dad and um, what he is for with us on game days it's just not going to be the same and I told someone you don't replace things like that we just sometimes you. We're just going to have to take the L and uh, move on. And and we can't replace what Jeff Charles meant for us, for you, and for the Pirate Nation.
19: Well, Troy, I can remember the very first time, for whatever reason, I remember seeing Jeff walking across to Chico's parking lot for the first time I ever met him. I just happened to look out and he was coming across. We were getting ready to meet back in 1988. (laughs) So think of that, Troy, 35 years ago. You just don't really have in this world we live in many— 35-year relationships. And I I almost want to call Jeff the greatest leader in ECU history in some ways because he's the constant. I mean, we've had great leadership. We've had him come and go. And uh, what has he been through? Maybe seven different football coaches. Is is that fair to say? Maybe more. He's been here. He's been the guy, and he's always been a part of everything. Truly, truly a special story. To to be on a comical note, you know, one of my one of Jeff's absolutely biggest fans ever was my dad. And of course, he was one of the guys that always was in the stadium every home game, went to a lot of away games, but of course he would always be watching the game and listening to Jeff. And I remember. He was just such a fan of Jeff and then he always would tell the story to everybody he says, "You know, I was elected president of the Jeff Charles fan club. You know that, don't you? But you know what happened to me?" He said, "I finally had to resign." The club just got so big, I I just couldn't handle it anymore. And uh, He always told that story, and we always got a a great kick out of that, but I I think that's probably accurate because the Jeff Charles fan club is certainly full of thousands and thousands of people, and what an enormous asset to ECU, if, if not...
1: Shortly, oh wow, our greatest asset. I agree 100%. And Don, I know you're not on here to promote yourself or to promote UBE, but I talked to Yvonne over the weekend, and I just, almost as a public service, just want to let folks know uh, you guys did a partnership with Jeff, and we helped promote it. We're, uh, we have one right here in front of us, the Jeff Charles Bobblehead. And uh, okay. there are a few of these remaining, and the only place you can get them is at UBE. And I talked to Yvonne, and the cost of these is only $5. Um, and uh, you're not going up on the price. We're going to keep it at oh. 5 bucks, and I uh, understand the money raised will go to the family. Uh, probably got about 100 of these left, if that. So uh, if you want to go to UB and get one of these uh, pieces of memorabilia, um, a Jeff Charles bobblehead, that, that's available there and the only place it's available. So it's a, a great way to remember Jeff.
19: Yes, it is. And, and what so so many memories, and, of course, all of his famous calls, you know, I just remembered how he made those calls and, and, you know, like he's in, he's in. I can't do it. Like when Jeff Blake scored the two-point conversion.
1: Yep, we played that earlier, Don. You want to hear it real quick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, All right. I love it. Surely, it's, 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 uh, that's <laughs> this was the 1991 Pittsburgh game. Uh, let's re- relive this one for our friend Don Edwards.
12: There's no doubt in my mind Bill would go for it here. Two-point conversion attempt. 23-22 is our score. 46 seconds to go. Pirates go for two to win it. Jeff Blake brings him out. High formation. Receivers left and right. Gets the snap back. Rolls right on the option. Looking for the end zone. Fakes the pitch. Nice. He's in. Two-point conversion. Jeff Blake. Two-point conversion.
1: Bring back some memories, D. Oh, uh,
12: I can't talk. Oh, joy. I, I, can't, uh, I can't talk. <laughs> it is, it's is so special. I can't talk.
19: Anymore.
1: Don, thank you for joining us,
0: man. It R- really means a lot. Thank
19: you thank you all right guys
0: for doing this all right don. don edwards we've heard uh jeff and don start out many uh broadcast saturdays here yes, sir. on uh pirate radio troy a lot of special relationships <clears throat> jeff
1: had with folks uh throughout the community and his bond with the uh, ube was special i, I don't even want to tell don this but it was kind of tough today and we were listening to ub spot with Jeff's voice still on it and you know it was one of those things never thought we'd have to make a change there yeah but uh tough tough situation for sure we'll take a time out we'll come back let's uh we're gonna run some of our favorite we got some great clips to run we come back Shirley. am i right uh,
3: yeah and i've got a couple of stories that i'd like to share as okay. well okay
1: so we'll get ready to wrap things up and uh, we'll share some final stories and some final audio cuts from our friend jeff charles we return right after this
4: Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the
3: show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's clip.
0: All right, a few more minutes to go. Um, Shirley Rhodes got a story or two. Can we, uh, do we have the um, promo Jeff did for us? Yes. For give, March me, Madness? give me
3: one second here. Let me stop this music and I can switch over.
0: Troy, we've already heard him calling your play by play on a uh, an actual race between you and Tony Collins. Yeah. He called a a victory for me. He also called a fictitious basketball play from the PRL crew. Uh, a couple of years Of ago. what it would sound like. Yeah. Around this time every year, we witness the magic and often think about what it would be like if the Pirate Radio Live crew had our one shining moment. Shirley Rhodes
12: brings it up the Pirates' trail with eight seconds on the clock. Rhodes over to Honeycutt. Chan gets it inside to the big dog. Griffin kicks it out. Brock in the corner for three. It's good. Brock drills it as the Pirates win. You can paint this one purple.
0: Eight days at 3 on pirate radio. this pretty good. Jeff, always a good sport reading the most ridiculous Always scripts. a pro. Yeah. I'll I mean, add. he even made a fantasy sound real. Even in that moment. Uh, but awesome stuff there.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I there's a couple of stories I just wanted to share. Uh, first of all, Jeff and I, you know, especially when we did the morning drive, we used to uh joke back and forth. Jeff is a cold weather guy, I'm a warm weather girl. And uh, during the summers, uh, Jeff would spend his time up in Ohio and in Michigan, in Sheboygan. And uh, we used to uh, talk to each other uh, back and forth, and I'd say, what's the temperature uh, today? And he would say, Shirley, it's a balmy, 47 degrees. And he's like, and I'm out here in a cutoff shirt and shorts, and I'm thinking, if it's below 60, I'm freezing So uh, we used to tease each other about that all the time. But one of the things that I remember is Jeff, um, uh, I remember very distinctly that uh, Jeff used to ask me all the time. He's like, Shirley, how old are you? And I would say, you know, I'd give him my age. And he's like, yeah, you're about the same age as my son, Britt. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, I'm old enough to be your dad. And I was like, okay, dad, can I borrow the keys to the car? Because that's when he used to drive that yellow Mustang that I was a big fan of. And uh, he would always tell me, he was like, one of these days I'll give you the keys and let you take it out for a drive. He never gave me the keys. (laughs) Um, And then the other uh, story that I remember uh, most is uh, UNC Wilmington was hosting the Pirates um, in a basketball game, and it was Clay Aiken night that night. And they were giving out Clay Aiken bobbleheads because he was performing during the halftime show. Hot
0: item, Troy D. And no. <laughs> if
3: you remember Clay Aiken, he was a contestant on American one? Idol. And I was a big Clay Aiken fan. And I said to Jeff, I said, Jeff, do you think you can grab me one of those bobbleheads? And he says, well, I'll see what I can do. You know, no big deal. And I, I didn't say anything else to him the rest of the weekend, and I saw him that Monday morning, and he says, Shirley, I got something for you. And he pulls out his briefcase that he always had with him, and sure enough, there is that Clay Aiken bobblehead that he commandeered, and he said, you don't know how many people I had to fight off just to get this bobblehead, <laughs> but I still have that bobblehead, and uh, it's one of two that I own, and the other one is Jeff's. Man. and uh and then finally, uh, you know, we all talk about Jeff being a, a hero to a lot of us, but Jeff had his own heroes, and I remember um, when he did the show From the Booth, one of his biggest childhood heroes was a guy by the name of Ernie Harwell. He was the longtime broadcasting voice of the Detroit Tigers, mm-hmm. and Jeff, as you know, was a very big baseball fan, and I remember we were trying to line him up to get um, his uh, an interview for from the booth, and Jeff... Uh, it, he was on his way to Michigan and Ernie Harwell called the station and was trying to set up an interview. And I said, Mr. Harwell, I said, Jeff is out of town. And I said, I don't know what his schedule is going to be. I said, I tell you what, and I broke my own rule. I gave him Jeff's <laughs> cell phone number. Yeah. And a few minutes later, it probably maybe 10, 15 minutes later, Jeff calls me back and he says, Shirley, he says, I am sitting on the side of the road halfway between north carolina and michigan and i was like are you okay he said ernie harwell just called me and he sounded like not the professional jeff charles that we know this was a kid from piqua ohio who just had his hero call him on his cell phone and talk to him for 15 minutes and he was just he was like a kid in a candy store he was the happiest i ever heard him on the phone just you know talking to a, a potential guest yeah went fanboy and, yeah, and yeah he totally often. yes That's jeff cool. totally yeah. went fanboy and it was one of my favorite things in the whole wide world is to I, hear his voice on the phone i
1: remember he was the first one here to interview uh ivan koloff back in the day uh, yes you know, that was yep. a great interview yep. and jeff loved uh, professional wrestling had a lot of great in wrestling interviews yeah, so it was a lot of fun back then and Man, what a show. Uh, you know, when we started this three hours ago clip, I said, "There's, <laughs> I don't know where we're going to go with this uh, and, and and what to do, but I just knew we had to do it. And let me thank the folks that um, called in, and including Jeff Connors, Don Edwards, Brian Medor, Morgan Ayler's, Brian Bailey, uh, Kevin Monroe. Appreciate those guys being a part of it. Our listeners that called in and everybody that was uh, watching and listening, we appreciate it. And as uh, we remember Jeff Charles Day, this is the first time ever i've done this on this program earlier today i grabbed these and put them in my pocket because i was afraid i don't know what's going to happen on the show and uh we all shed tears over the weekend so i grabbed a bunch of tissues just i've never done that before because i was like man i'm uh, afraid i'm gonna lose it three hours i was like somehow we've made it through and uh maybe jeff is giving us the strength to do that uh without completely losing it and we uh i don't want to go on talking too long because i'm going to but anyway uh <laughs> we love you jeff man we will we'll miss you uh and
0: as i said what a legacy he's left here for all of us and uh troy we're gonna wrap up every pirate radio live moving forward with uh, the voice's words as they will take us home uh we'll talk to you tomorrow everybody three o'clock on pirate radio live jeff charles
4: take it away have a great night eastern carolina